Flipping yep. us off any number of ways. You could be filling the urine urn. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wearing something fetish. Good, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. So urine urn isn't fetish enough for you? <laughs> no. uh, that's pretty pretty low level. <laughs> that's high school stuff. So, are we gonna? How long are we gonna podcast? For like eight hours. Yeah, yeah, eight, ten hours. We're basically gonna do it a minute by minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with this. Let's talk about this boy. Yeah. A boy. Not just any boy. Me and the boy. Um, <laughs> so hello, excellent humans. Uh, welcome to another episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. I'm your host, Hunter Bush. With me as always. Allison Yukoulis. And our guests today. I am Ben Leonard of Movie John, uh, editing and whatnot. And I am Rosalie Kicks. I am the old sport at Movie John. And I am really excited to be on the show today. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've right. wanted to have you on forever. Yep, I know. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe it's, this is episode 45, which 45. is crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah, you the guys silver bullet. us. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like I have to say just beforehand, like, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched this movie, I strongly suggest that oh. you turn off the podcast now. Yes, 100%. I usually give, like, a snarky thing of, like, well, you know, you should know you're in for spoilers, whatever. I urge you, yeah. <laughs> turn this off now. Watch the movie. This you is... want to go in ice cold. Yeah, it is criminally underappreciated. We're going to spoil it majorly. We're going to destroy. Be real sad about it. We're going to destroy this movie. It's so good. I recommend it. Yeah, you, please go watch it. You owe it to yourself to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, we were actually discussing how we were going to, if we were going to try to introduce spoilers as they happen throughout discussing the movie, or just get it out of the way right away, because there are a few things that point towards stuff in the future. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no. there is some turn, really... Turn it off now. Go, yeah. go, yeah. go from here. 
there is some really smart stuff that seems like it's alluding to one twist or one, you know, type of movie. And then if you go back and watch it, knowing what the movie ends up being, you're like, oh shit, I thought this was A, it's really like, not even B, but like C or D. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, red herrings, there's a lot of possible or plausible reads on what is happening, unless you have watched the whole thing. There's a lot of things that like really smartly set up what you end up with. I would like to know how many times this was like written and rewritten and you know how many people had their hands in it because I feel like in the third act they knew they were making a movie with like a crazy twist in it and they were like let's just throw out a bunch of really quick red herring possible twists that we immediately abandoned but they like set it up and immediately like just throw it away. And it's great. (laughs) I wouldn't even say that it's thrown away. They smash it. Like they are, Mm -hmm. because it's not like it's, it's forgotten or ignored. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually busted. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting choice of words, Ben. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) foreshadowing is, uh, is what we were just discussing. So I do want to say, I agree with both of you, Hunter and Allison, you should know like nothing about this movie before you watch it because that's how it was shown to Ben and I. Mm-hmm. By some I... psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we take full responsibility. And I feel like knowing nothing makes the viewing that much better. Oh, absolutely. But then after you watch it, then tune back in. Oh, I think it's got extremely high rewatch value. I think it's something that's very oh. fun to show your friends. Yeah. Like that's the best part is, yeah. is showing it to other people and watching their reactions to how it had how it unfolds. Exactly. Yeah, uh, this was like I think at Netflix or something like Blind Watch, where I was like, oh, I kind of vaguely remember seeing a trailer for this. Yeah. And we were just killing some afternoon watching movies, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, all right, cool. It's like a spooky kid movie or something and i put it on i'm like oh it's not a spooky kid movie it's this oh wait no wait what wait what and then the third act of the movie like alice and i were literally sitting on the edge of my bed with our mouths open going wait what no we (laughs) we physically sat forward and stayed there for the entire like last 20 minutes of the movie or something just screamed we just screamed constantly (laughs) um so why don't oh yeah, let's introduce what the film is. <laughs> yeah, well, so we're, today we're talking about The Boy. Now you know the movie to go watch. Yeah, 2016. 2016's The Boy, because there was one like a year before, year after. Yeah, also we're, you know, The Boys Season 2 just dropped, so that's what comes up yeah. when you search it. This is Boy Singular. The Boy, 2016. The Boy. Directed by William Brent Bell. And it's a boy named Brahms. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the sequel just came out like <laughs> last year. Yeah, 2019. And it's even wilder somehow. The four of us watched it in theaters. (laughs) We did. We went to see this together. Yeah. Yes, in which we learned that Brahms is from space. Yeah, he's a a butthole from space. No. Uh, I'm more hoping there's a third that'll twist it around in another direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want. I want this to become like Saw, where I'm just like, oh, I thought they were done with that franchise, and they just keep putting them out, and everyone is weirder (laughs) than the last one. Like, in in The Boy 3, I want to find out that, like, Brahms is actually, like, a Sasquatch, and in, like, (laughs) Boy 4, I want to know that, like, Brahms is actually like a ghost from the future like that's what i want all right so ben and rosalie why don't 
you guys uh, take a few minutes and briefly summarize the film as a whole. Sure. Oh wait, do you want to do you want to give them that challenge of doing it in seven sentences? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so on a on the Joyride episode, which was uh, a little ways back, we had Bill and Keith uh, try to sum up uh, the the film Joyride in I think it was six or seven consecutive sentences, it didn't uh, and go they would very alternate. Well. No, it took about so, twenty five minutes. So here you guys get to go to try and. Yeah, you guys, you guys can if you, if you yeah if you think you can summarize the boy in let's say six sentences consecutively, each of you gets three. You can go back and forth, one and then the other. Okay, start if it you off. You wanted me to start. I'll I'll roll. Um, yes, because I, I I'm gonna attempt to cram as much information into into one sentence without making it too much of a run on. Then at this point, let's see here. Okay, Hemingway. That's a very smart strategy. <laughs> yeah. The film opens with an American girl traveling to the countryside in England to babysit a child as a nanny for a couple that she has not met as of yet. And there we go. That's a sentence. (laughs) That is a sentence. That works. So the couple is actually heading out on a holiday because we're in England. They call a vacation a holiday. There's a lot of parentheticals right there. And... (laughs) And as Ben said, this woman, her name is Greta, and she's played by, I believe her name is Lauren Cohen. She is going to be staying at this home, watching the child, only she learns upon getting to the home that the child is a doll. It is not an actual child. There's two sentences with one really long run on and then that extra attack on there. Let's see here. Yeah, we got, I got, I got three. All right. So I guess I got two I got to do here uh, to, to combat back her, her two. Um, let's see. And then while staying there, coping with the insanity of babysitting a porcelain-faced doll, comma, uh, she befriends a local... A shopkeeper who has romantic interests in her and helps her deal with just the batshit insanity of the situation. Wait, I got to wrap it up to the next one where she then finishes it. And let's see here. So, and then they hit it off, but (laughs) they find out that the the child doll actually seems to be moving about it on its own in the house and going crazy and doing weird shit and uh oh she can't she won't be able to wrap this up in one sentence after that no (laughs) i mean maybe the way she did the sentence we'll see here let's go all right yeah so here we go so the child seems to be alive in the stall is moving all about the house i mean this is my sentence that i just said but okay so here we go (laughs) be fun Ben, your turn is over. <laughs> yeah, your turn is over, Ben. This yeah. is now my turn. I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm ignoring grammar. Obviously. This is such a good game. So, the child is running amok. And then all of a sudden, amok, a man amok, amok. from the U.S. comes to the home. He is very upset because she has been kissing the grocery man. <laughs> And he's also very confused that she's toting a doll around the home as if it is a child. And he decides that she needs to go back to the U.S. Moms, the boy, is not hearing any of it. And he puts rat's blood on the U.S. man. And now, Ben, take it away. Let's see. 
psycho ex-boyfriend smashes Dal in a fit of rage and the mirror starts to vibrate and out busts a neck-bearded crazy man with a porcelain mask that then ends up being the real Brahms and the movie tells you that explicitly in case you couldn't figure that out on your own and then they do a chase through the house and some sort of people under the stairs sort of a concept and 12 other different kind of movies it ends with the smashed up doll face being put back together by an unknown hand okay yeah oh he skipped one part <laughs> we'll go back through well no this yeah. is this can be rosalie's last sentence yeah all right well i just want to make sure that we talk about the doll that brahms built in the basement <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah let's not forget that with the hair clippings yeah and the dress yeah extremely fetish <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very fetish okay so the big takeaway from this movie the big thing about this for me is that yeah when you start watching it at least from the trailer that i recalled like i thought it was a spooky kid movie like maybe the kid was evil or the kid was possessed or you know something and it could be that for maybe 10 or so minutes. And then it's like, no, 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 Brahms isn't alive. Brahms is a doll. And you're like, okay, so it's a crazy adults movie where they're going to make Lauren Cohen babysit a doll. And it's kind of that for a while. And then it's like, maybe there's a ghost in the house. And maybe the, the spirit is in the doll. Maybe. Okay. But also like... It briefly throws out, like, well, I guess maybe it could be um, uh, Rupert Evans uh, plays Malcolm. He's the, the grocery, the, the guy that comes in from town once a, once a week to bring groceries and stuff. They're like, okay, maybe it's him because he just seems to pop into the house randomly. He can just yeah. get in sometimes. Maybe he's fucking around and, you know, maybe he's a creep. And it just keeps throwing you these, like, curveballs. And you're, then you're, like, sure that it's, like, a haunting. And then, yeah, her American, quote-unquote American. With a very northern accent he's yeah. uh, not, not northern america no. northern england <laughs> yeah, yeah no i was watching this i was like she's from america right like i i've watched this now like four times i was like i'm not imagining that she's supposed to be american right i'm like because that guy's definitely not american <laughs> right he's doing like a worse like you know english covering up with an american accent than like charlie hunnam in the first season of sons of anarchy which is rough yeah He's getting better. He gets better. He gets better. Yeah. By the end of that show, I was like, no, he, he sounds much better. But it's pretty bad. Um, and this dude, I mean, luckily, the guy's only in like a scene or two. But so he shows up, the American ex-boyfriend guy. And you're like, oh, maybe he's been doing this for some stupid reason. Like, you know, some horror movie reason. Like, he's been sneaking around and stealing her shoes and fucking around and, you know, whatever. Maybe he's trying to scare her back to the U.S. It seems crazy, but it's a horror movie. Crazier things have happened. And it was also a brief enough time before they smashed it that you didn't dig, you didn't start pulling at those threads too much because this that would have been way too goofy of a thing for him to do for like the psycho ex-boyfriend that he was. Otherwise, like the shoe moving would have been like no, no, it wouldn't hold up at all with any kind of real like thought. Like you would already hate this movie by the time you got to your car in the parking lot, like yeah. leaving right. the theater. You'd be like, no, that's stupid. That makes no sense. But for the like one and half scenes that he's in the movie it's very tense so you're not really thinking about that then he smashes the doll and then you're like oh it's definitely okay okay yeah it's definitely a haunting movie and then it's not it's yeah it's a hider in the house fucking a g giant man child burn victim son hiding in the walls store it's awesome it's so good 
It's so, really very good. And then, uh, and then in getting out of it, she does like a very Friday the Thirteenth Part Two thing of like stepping into that you know mothering role and everything yeah. to get oh, away yeah, out yeah. of it. I didn't really think about that until uh, we just watched it again this last time. Yeah, uh, that didn't really click for me. But yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah, there is yeah. a lot of stuff in here that's reminiscent of things that you've seen before, but it's presented in a very new way. So it's got <laughs> like a lot of like horror movie language and you know both visually and textually yeah. in it but it's very much its own thing and its own flavor is there anything from the first like you know chunk of the movie where it's a creepy doll movie and you're not really sure what's going on like that you want to talk about specifically i do love when you first meet brahms of course you do <laughs> it's a doll in fancy little clothes and so you love it <laughs> well yes and i also just love the way that it's shot in the beginning, because they have essentially like a big reveal that it is a doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you see Lauren Cohen's face, her reaction to it, I mean, she laughs initially, but the elderly couple are so serious about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's her and uh, the couple and Malcolm are all in the room. And she looks at Malcolm like, they're fucking with me, right? And his face is great. Her, She plays it super well because she kind of has a smirk on her face. And then when she realizes, no, they're, they're totally serious. And I, this is my job. Like, I flew all the way to England yeah. for this. She, like, is playing it all with her eyes where she's like, fuck. Like, they want me to talk to this doll? And Malcolm's face is great, too, because it's very, like, no, 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 just, no, go ahead. Yep, just, yep, I know, I know, but just go ahead. Like, they also, they like the doll really well in the movie like yes. they shoot the doll well where i'm you know it's like one static shot of the doll and they just play with the lighting a little bit where it kind of looks like the doll's face is changing expressions well they do a lot of that sort of photography yeah. with this because, oh throughout the whole movie yeah, but I, I mean like yeah i, I found that really s- impressive like, yeah there's that sequence where it looks like he's crying and everything yeah there's um the slumping over and stuff where it's yeah. all played as you know it's it's like a non-moving puppet yeah sort of where it's very expressive but just from right. the environment moving around it the the doll like moves and stuff a lot but it's all off screen you're never really sure like i mean like you as the audience are like well it's definitely in a different chair before or whatever but when it's like early on when it's subtle and it's just changing position slightly you're like it's definitely different i think like it's really good mm-hmm. yeah it's like eyes in a painting moving around as you walk around the room sort of a thing where you you're sensing it but it's not actually happening yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i just i do find that initial meeting it's just so unsettling because the first time watching it i was thinking what would i do if like somebody's like okay here's my child I need you to babysit them and then realizing that it's a doll. I think we talked about this and I definitely talked about occasionally having to do what I thought were silly things as a babysitter or a dog walker. Or I definitely had a situation where one of the families I was babysitting for wanted me to use sign language with their kid. Uh, Their kid wasn't, he was pre-verbal. But they had read a thing saying that, like, really young kids can learn and understand sign language before they can speak. And I thought that that was probably hooey. Maybe I'm mistaken, but whatever. It's not something I would have chosen to do. But again, because they requested it, I was sitting there doing all the little hand signals that they taught me with the kid who never once did them back to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what they were paying me to do, (laughs) you know? And that is a prime thing that uh, for us was that she just did not do the things that she was getting paid to do. Oh, like, yeah, no. They gave her a whole list of rules, and she didn't. Yeah. She specifically, like, violates them 
multiple times one in the after another. Of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like she was humoring the lady. You know, once she met Brahms, mm-hmm. they start going on like the house tour and showing her her duties and what she was going to have to do. And like you can clearly see she's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like she's not really taking it seriously yep. at all. I will tell you, that kind of made me mad. Yeah. Because- because I'm like, you're getting paid to do this gig. Watch the damn doll. Yeah. If it's bothering you, then you're at like the perfect time to walk away from this job. Right. right. At the very beginning. Just be like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. I'm going to go now. There was a, another thing that was uh, not important at all to the story, but exceptionally important to us uh, mm-hmm. when watching it. As Hunter mentioned, you know, he has all these tailored outfits. But then his jammies are too long. I, it, it makes no sense. That's that's the thread that I want to pull in the movie right yeah. there. Why are his jammies, his jammy pants too long? Yeah. He would trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a huge problem. And uh, it, it, yeah, yeah, the whole plot falls apart based on that long jammies right there. <laughs> well, here's something, too, that is bothersome to me. Do you think, like, when the doll first entered the home, it was, like, a baby size? And then, like, as years go by, the doll has grown. Because maybe those jammies were for, like, him no. to grow into. No, he'd been that same size the whole whole time. Because <laughs> he was a replacement for the dead son you find out later on in the film. Right. Do you think when real Brahms died, quote-unquote, died, right. that they just tailored his clothing to fit the doll? Oh, and then let yeah. him live in the walls, just wearing whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably likely. It still doesn't answer why they wouldn't alter the jammy pants. Just hadn't gotten to the jammy pants yet. I guess that was the uh, that was the last one on the list. Hadn't gotten yeah. there yet. Well, he's sleeping. He needs his play clothes because uh, he's going to be more active in them, more yeah, so than yeah, the yeah, jammies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Priorities. <laughs> I I will say I love when the mother is explaining to Greta that you're going to have to dress him every day and it's great. wash his clothes. <laughs> like she, they're just so committed to this yep. idea. Yeah. There's a cool thing in that those early scenes where you're not sure as the viewer, you're not sure which of the parents is like the really crazy one. Mm-hmm. They sort of like ping pong it back and forth because at first you think, okay, the mother is like really crazy. The father, he's playing along, but he seems to be like, no, 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 it's a doll and I know that. But at the same time, he also says some stuff and and the mother counteracts it, you know, kind of and is like, no, 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 like it's fine. Uh, And you're just like, okay, which one is the one I can trust and which one is the lunatic? I believe the French for that is folie à deux, Hunter. It is. uh, It is. It is (laughs) the madness of two. Um Um, I really hate that they call each other daddy and mommy. Oh, I know. I don't like when anyone does that. It's gross. (laughs) Mother. Yeah, no, don't do it. Oh, mother, the trick-or-treaters are here. Yeah, no. We hear that all the time in South Philly. (laughs) I mean, only on Halloween. It would be crazy to hear that any other time of the year. (laughs) Oh, mother, the trick-or-treaters have arrived. Well, also another, like, creepy part in the beginning is when... They want to have a private conversation with Brahms. Yes. <laughs> and they tell Greta, leave the room. And Greta's like, what? And then they just slam the door shut. 
because mother and father need to speak to Brahms privately. Then the mother emerges and is like, he's chosen you. Like, like she doesn't even, Greta does not get a say. No, no. It's just like, Brahms has chosen you and you will be Brahms's like prize now. She doesn't say it that way. There's an undercurrent there. Yeah, well, because... Earlier than that, she's saying, she told her, oh, we've had other nannies and Brahms has rejected them all. And it's kind of one of those things where, like, I skipped over that the first, like, couple of viewings, probably. And then this time I was like, ooh, that's actually kind of ominous. Yeah, well, you kind of write it off as, like, oh, they were like, oh, it's a doll piece. And they left. Like, you're like, I get that makes sense. projection about whether, about who rejected who here. Right. Yeah. Oh, I I totally dumped her. Yeah. (laughs) They also said that the other ones weren't as young and pretty as she was, though. So there was that. Yeah, there was a lot more Mrs. Doubtfires in that group. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Brahms. (laughs) Oh, hello, dearie. Brahms doesn't want a white-haired nanny. No, I want nope. some hot broad from Detroit or whatever. Montana. Is it Montana? Okay. I think. I mean, judging by the boyfriend's yeah. accent, who could Phoenix, fucking say? Phoenix, Montana. Phoenix, Montana. Okay. Yep. She says it during the I read chewing gum scene. Oh, that's yeah. right. Which is also kind of bonkers. Yeah, I do like that um, Malcolm immediately. I, I have to say, I think that both Malcolm and, and um, Greta are super well cast. Yeah. Um, because... Like, they have to do a lot with very weird circumstances. Like, he would be completely unlikable if it was a lot of other actors. He manages Mm. to be kind of pushing it, obviously hitting on her a lot without coming off as a total creep. From an American sensibility, because I'm sure he's extremely creepy and British... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't speak to British sensibilities, but yeah, I was just like, very he, untoward. <laughs> he could be very, like, it could be a lot more heavy handed, but he manages to come off as, as pretty charming. But yeah, he's like, oh, I read chewing gum, which is a, that's a big swing, my dude. I, I Fetish. find Malcolm to be insufferable. Like, I just cannot stand him. I think that gets worse and worse, like, with the more viewings you have, though. I, I think the first viewing, he doesn't seem quite so bad. But by this point, we've seen it enough where we just want to feed him to the boy. Let, let Brahms go to go to town on him. <laughs> feed him but to I the do want to know, like, is reading chewing gum, like, a thing? Is that, like, something people do i don't know like there are really i think he's just weird... a creep well, okay yes yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not defending the reading chewing gum but i am saying as a counterpoint there are a lot of weird divination things with like okay. all kinds of stuff man tea leaves patterns of birds you know intestines yep. eggs like you know bones there's but a we can agree malcolm's full of shit oh like, he is almost he definitely is... yeah <laughs> No, I, you know, I don't know. He does guess that she has a dark past. Yeah, after, like, totally fouling it up at first. Gotta warm up a little bit. He hasn't read anybody today. Uh-huh. Maybe he's an actual confectiomancer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Latin. It's like... Latin for uh, divination yeah. Yeah. via chewing. I'd, I'd prefer a uh, goomancer. Goomancer. That's different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, 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 I did used to have a VHS copy of that. Yeah. <laughs> under my bed. <laughs> uh, there's uh there's it's a electromancy, sorry. And that has to do with chickens? That's like the one I think it's the one where you cut the chicken's head off and let it run around and then you read the like struggle patterns on the ground. Oh Wait, my really? god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's Latin for chicken torture. I guess, dude. <laughs> okay, so when uh the mom is giving giving Greta the the tour kind of and giving her the basics, yeah, she makes her dress 
Brahms and Lauren Cohen doesn't know how to go about that. Like she picks him up. She's like, oh, okay, Brahms. Like we're gonna, and the mom's like, he's not a baby. <laughs> and like, yeah, you just, you just want to be like, confusing. yeah, she, he's a doll lady. I don't know what the fuck. Like what? I love it. Also, and the mom is so passive aggressive too. He's porcelain. Yes. He's porcelain, so he's very fragile. Yeah, you you don't want to come back from your holiday, which we'll get to, by the way. Oh, man. But you don't want to come back from your holiday and find that I've chipped your son. <laughs> like, that's not great. Yeah. We were playing football. I was teaching him American football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I felt kind of bad for Greta when she scolded her, though. Like, how she was picking him up. Because the entire time before that, I felt the mother was trying to convey that Brahms was precious. And that you needed to be careful with him. Yeah, she seemed to have a hard time wrapping her head around which level of bullshittery was going on at this point with the lady. Like, I, I, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It was... It might be kind of like a, you know, a mother-in-law reaction of like, you know, oh, well, he's my son and you can't do anything right because she knows what the score is right now and that she's essentially relinquishing (laughs) influence over her son's life to this other woman. And so like... To some American hussy. Yeah, but so I mean like that's (laughs) like a documented reaction emotionally to to that sort of power shift. Sure. Yeah. No, that's a good read. Yeah, but that's also with a bunch of hindsight because yeah, you're right. Mm. In the moment, this seems bonkers. Okay, so question, having having seen the movie uh, a couple of times, all of us, do you think when uh, they kick Greta out into the hall and they have the private conversation with Brahms, they're just like talking to the wall? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or through the system of tubes. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there's like all those like secret passages and stuff. I think there's one in that room. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, because, yeah. you know, the first couple times you watch it, you think, because you can hear them whispering and you think they're talking to the doll. And you're like, okay, they're right. totally nuts. But now I'm like, oh, I guess they were just talking to the boy in the wall. Yeah. Who, boy in the wall. Who, by the way, every time I watch it, I can't shake that he looks like Dwight Schrute's brother, um, Moe's. Cousin. Is right. it cousin? I thought. Oh, uh, whatever. His yeah. cousin Moe's on The Office. Yeah. Which is, yeah, okay. like just Amish neckbeard and, uh, yeah, I mean, and a porcelain child mask. So seeing the actors like IMDb and stuff, you know, he does sort of have that. He's a lot taller, though. He's sure. like 6'3". Oh, yeah. He's giant. It's yeah. great. Like, we'll get there. But when he comes out of the wall, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think of the Geppetto Klopek when I see him. Personally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The burb. That's my mental image every time. (laughs) But yeah, I think that they are speaking to the actual Brahms when they shut the door. And that's why they also wanted her to leave. But something I did find that I kind of picked up on more this time is the amount, I guess, of speakers throughout the house. Like Brahms has set up, essentially he can like hear anything that's going on in the house because oh, I, I think the house is built with that like there are the, those do exist like that like it's a it's yeah like a tube system so okay. before electricity older homes could actually have that where you could kind of speak into it from one room to another in large okay. yeah, like yeah a, you could like, like summon physical, the help yeah like a physical intercom and i guess that makes sense because the house is so large yeah. that if you were trying to talk to somebody you wouldn't be able to really even yell across it's just too big yeah yeah it is... but you you had a different point sorry i just was no <laughs> I... giving some historical context I just feel like, you know, because of the secret tunnels through the house and then these speakers, like Brahms, the actual Brahms, was probably following them as they were doing the whole tour. 
Yeah. And like, as Greta was learning, oh, these are the responsibilities. I feel like he was probably following them along. And then when they had that bedroom conversation, it was like, okay, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, getting a nice view of her figure as they're going through the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The Heelshires are the name of the, the, the couple. Right. Um, the stuff that Mrs. Heelshire uh, tells Greta that she has to do is um, she has to wake and dress him, which, yeah, she, she doesn't do because she doesn't know how, you know, you can see yourself in that position where you're like, do I just handle it like a doll or do I pretend it's a kid or what? Like, what's the deal? I do. I love that. And I love how passive aggressive Miss Heelshire is mm-hmm. in that scene where she's like, well, we're just going to undress you, Brahms, because if we waited for Greta to do it, we'd be here all day. And I was yep. just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, she tells Greta, you have to do give him three hours of lessons. You have to read in a loud, clear voice. And then after that, he gets, you know, music played very loud. Brahms likes it very loud. And again, like the first couple times, you, you know, first time you watch this, you're like, all right, whatever. It's just weird. Whatever. And then. When you realize it's like, yeah, he has to hear it in the wall, so blast it a little. Uh, It's pretty great. Like, it's such a good detail. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, everything with this. The the food food. isn't thrown away. It's put into, like, an ice chest. and, uh, And you have to clean out the rat traps because we don't want rats getting into the walls, which seems, like, logically, like, yeah, nobody wants that. But it's like, we really don't want them getting into the walls because our fucking crazy son lives there. Mm hmm. A little moment that I didn't notice until this time was that they specifically set up a shot where the camera is positioned inside a cupboard and you see Mrs. Heelshire lifting out Tupperware from the other side of the the cupboard. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that, which is smart because, yeah, yeah. it's... it's there's a couple of it doesn't project like it like it doesn't announce it, but it's telling you, like, we're behind the scenes on this. Like, yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah, I mean, in general, I think the direction in this is pretty good. It's not, like, flashy or whatever, but everything is clear. And you have oh, a yeah. good idea of the geography of the house, which is good. Well, also, they do a lot of, um, like, be real, just, like, sweeps through parts of the house, just showing off some of the weird, uh, like, bits of it. Yeah. Um, like, taxidermy or yeah, yeah, toys yeah. or what have you. Yeah, we... Um, um, the family that... portrait painting. Yes, yes. With, with creepy little, uh. little boy Brahms. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing is when she first arrives, she sees the portrait and it's a father, a mother, and a son. So she's like, all right, cool. This is the kid I'm going to have to deal with. And they paint him to look a little haunted. Yeah. Like just a little bit. Not crazy, not over the top, but like to the point where, again, you at this point might think it's an evil child movie. Mm-hmm. So you see that portrait and you're like, okay, yeah, he looks a little bit evil. So also, just since we're talking about that portrait, there is something so weird about their hands in that portrait like the way that the mother is holding the hand of the son i seriously it gives me chills that portrait i don't like it at all well yeah because like the way she's holding his hand it almost looks like her hand is too big and his is too small it's not like a full like handshake kind of thing she's just sort of like delicately holding his hand in between her fingers yeah it's like a little bird it's weird yeah it is it's It's very strange oh yeah that's the thing that's another brief like diversion where for a minute, this movie leads you to believe, like, oh, we've thought it was the ghost of Brahms the whole time. It might be the ghost of this little girl who yeah. Brahms killed, right. maybe. Yeah. And that's another brief, like, diversion that then they just they destroy and are like, nope, moving on. Yeah. But then it's kind of referenced in the sequel that I know we're not talking about, but yes. Like, are that, we not? Are we not talking about I mean, well, I mean, not, not specifically. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, it's kind of weird what they decided to pull in and pull back out and yeah. dust off a little bit. And, yeah. and to add so much other unnecessary garbage. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
also the you know the Heelshire house is built over an ancient Indian burial ground that was also yeah. built over an uh, UFO crash uh, that killed a bunch of druids who were summoning Cthulhu. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> no, no one knowed that. Who could have known that? No one. Yeah. Yep. Just dumping every trope it can at you. It's just a just a just a fake you out. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that should be the hallmark of this as a franchise. Did we have anything else we wanted to go over? I guess about. Like before they went on holiday? Oh boy, no! But I do want to talk about the holiday. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's the stuff that happens with the Heelshires while they're away, but there's also the stuff that happens in the house. And I just want to mention too, since we're transitioning now to them leaving, it's so awkward when the parents leave because, like, clearly you know something's up. Yeah, they're because... acting very fishy. Yep. They're very fishy, and like you can tell that there's a sadness to them. But then, what's also very strange, and I was wondering how, I don't know why, but I was kept putting myself in Greta's shoes while watching it. And when the mother whispers to her, "I'm sorry," like right oh, yeah. before she leaves, I was like thinking, "Oh my god!" Like, how would I react to that? I would be terrified right and that that's what i was alluding to earlier when i said that like you kind of at first think maybe the mother is more into this delusion than the father but then when they're leaving the father even though he seems a little still hesitant you know to to do this and like, like you said they seem sad about going on holiday which seems weird until you find everything out but like right yeah, when the mother says, I'm sorry, then it seems like she's the one who's with it and she might be just going along with the father's, you know, deal. And you're like, I don't know who to trust now. Oh, I didn't have that read, but I felt that the sorry felt really out of place. And then I was like, is it maybe the double meaning of like, maybe she's apologizing for how she acted earlier, but is actually apologizing for giving her to her son. And I also took it as a future sorry, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm leaving and you are now going to experience terror. <laughs> and I'm very sorry about that, but goodbye. I feel like the trip kind of, or their holiday kind of, popped up out of nowhere though in the story like you didn't really know they were going to just be up and gone that day and then it just came up i don't know or was that just me like i feel like it kind of came out of the blue a little bit yeah it does seem pretty quick i thought we were going to get more with them i uh, by the way i just want to mention the actors it's jim norton and uh, diana hardcastle okay. who play parents uh, yeah the heel yeah. shires and they're both really good in very very limited performances yeah they're playing it with this like great burden yes that like we don't understand you know when you're watching it and then you totally get it (laughs) it's really good and it works yes like it doesn't seem like too much or not enough or anything like it's good it's really really good but yeah i think you know going back to what you were mentioning earlier hunter about how you don't know what kind of movie this is i feel like when she says i'm sorry i thought okay now that they're gone is the doll going to do crazy shit? Right. Because now the parents are gone and there's nobody to control the kid. Like risky business for him. You know, he's, uh, he's out right. there going all nuts. He's going to be like dancing in his underwear, <laughs> like drinking wine. And like, and, and it also, to your point about like. Music box, uh, old time rock and roll. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah she, she brings Malcolm upstairs and is about to fucking just get down and dirty. And it's like, what the hell was that? I didn't even know there were rock and roll records in this house. They were old and on the shelf. But then instead what happens is, which 
is kind of amazing to me is that Greta doesn't seem to be really scared at all. Once the parents leave, she's like, she just throws Brahms in like a chair. Okay. Covers him with a coat. That was, uh, it's an ultimate disrespect. I was well, so mad. Not only does she cover him with a blanket or a coat or whatever, but she's like, you're too creepy. I can't look at yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is messed up. Because she's getting paid to do this job. Like that, that's, yeah. I think we all kind of sit on the same side of this fence. Of, you're yeah. getting paid to do the stupid job. Do, do the stupid yeah. job no right. matter how stupid it is. Yeah. Listen, guys. Do it or don't do it, but don't say you're going to do it and then not. That's fucked up. Right. Uh, yeah, I have and... what I like to think of as the great American work ethic, which is like, yeah, you want to pay me to do a job? I'm going to do the best possible job I can. Yeah. I might think it's real silly that I have to, like, dress this doll and read to this doll, but, like, I would be doing it very well and having fun doing it. Yeah. Where, like, if they were like, oh, Hunter, you have to read to this doll very loud for three hours, yeah. I would be. I'd be doing all the characters. Yeah. I'd be, you know. Yeah. Also, Brahms never really cares if you want to, you know, like, you, have to do your, you don't have to do your hair. You don't have to, like, right. put on deodorant. Like, Brahms isn't going to be, like, bothered. Especially when you find out that he's, you know, a neckbeard living in the wall. But yeah, I mean... yeah. Those walls must stink <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Because you know what? We do get a brief tour of Brahms' apartment. You know what I did not see? A bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing of any kind. Was there a toilet? Like, I didn't see any bathroom. I assumed he just went out and wandered the grounds. Well, there was, I mean, oh, Marked his territory. Yeah, there was the one bathroom we see when she showers. Ooh, so, okay, that has something in, that, that scene, her shower scene, has uh, a detail in it that I fucking love that's so creepy. Okay. Do we want right. to talk about it now? Yeah. No, you want to? Yeah, let's, let's kind of go through that a little bit, because also, like, Right. So she's calling a friend of hers, I think Sandy or something, sure. on the phone repeatedly. American and that's friend. Where, that's where we get a lot of like, um, you know. Her backstory. Yeah, like a little bit of like hints to her backstory before she does like a big info dump. Of yeah. Just like, oh, she's got this ex-boyfriend. His name is Cole. Cole, yeah. He's, he was abusive. He's kind of looking for her. I don't know if he even knows that she's left the country yet, but right. also her friend's kind of a dumbass. So, like, she gives him too much information. Well, it's her son does it. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's the friend's son. Okay. I missed that. We do learn but, yeah. through those phone conversations, like, Cole is a very intimidating person, very aggressive. Yeah. To Hunter's point, he basically intimidated this little kid into giving the information of where Greta was. Which, and I do find it odd, like, why did everyone know wh where she was going? Why did that like, kid have the address? Right, yeah. like, I don't... Yeah. Well, they were mailing uh, magazines there, don't forget. <laughs> yeah, mm. the mom specifically says, like, well, you know, you can't be mad at him, he's 10 years old. And I was like, when I was 10 years old, you could have put a gun to my head and been like, give me any one of your mom's friend's addresses. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I'm dead now, I guess. I guess just kill me. I couldn't possibly tell you. Earth? I don't know. Yeah, they, they were mailing, though, her her Glamour magazine. Sure. And I mean, like, that's like, the... Her lady mags. That's the like, in-universe explanation why that... But I was just like, that kid isn't gonna know where that... You know, it's a, he's a kid. Yeah. He's gonna be like, I don't know. Stop yelling at me, giant bearded man. Through those conversations, though, is really where you learn a lot about her, her past, yep. and the situation that she's in. Yeah, um, why she is willing to travel to England and also stay on this job where she has to babysit a doll. Oh, and also around here is when we get the first, like, uh, the painting gag where it seems like she's getting, like, throat grabbed by the fire. Oh, yeah. But then it's a nightmare. But then she so, wakes like, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have a couple so, good 
good nightmare scares. So she's already doing that. Um, well, that was that was right after, and this was another little like side thing I felt happened where like I didn't know if she was just imagining some of this shit because the only thing she eats is half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then drinks a bunch of wine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what you see as like the only thing that's going into her body is lots of wine and a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich from which she brought the peanut butter and jelly from America in her fucking travel case, I think. Yeah, like, <laughs> do they not have that over there? Like, I don't... <laughs> No. I found that to be very odd. Not to mention you could get speckaloos if you were in, in England, you know, Ooh. which is pretty fucking great. Cookie butter. Yeah. So. yeah. But did she not think that they would feed her? Like, why <laughs> were you bringing peanut butter and jelly? Like, it just seems so odd. And it's not like she brought bread. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, oh. She's like, well, they'll they definitely have, have bread. This, but, but they'll have bread. Well, there's a great British bake-off. So they have baking there, but I've never heard of a great British jam off, I guess. I don't know. Oh, no. Led know. Zeppelin that won that the first odd. year. <laughs> I thought the great British jam off was another one of those tapes under your bed as a child. <laughs> Led Zeppelin was also in that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have to just talk about when she so she ends up when she falls asleep from drinking the wine. Yeah. yeah. Goes back out, finds that the cover she threw on Brahms is now on the floor. Yeah. Like how the hell did that happen? Did the doll move? She seemed to get a little spooked from that. Oh though, yeah, definitely. Because she picks up the doll and then takes him and literally throws him yeah. in the rocker chair. I can't believe she did that. Yeah. Like she throws the doll so aggressively that it could have broke. And see, to me, I guess you two would be like, Hunter, I would want to do the best job possible. But like, how would you explain if there was a chip? Yeah. It's not like you can glue it. No, you just get uh, you just get like a really fun hat. <laughs> and you're like, Brahms is in the hats now. Well, and I would be scared of that mother. Like if she came back and saw that a hair on her son's head was <laughs> chipped. Yeah, she would probably kill you. Yeah. But she just throws Brahms like a sack of potatoes and then she shuts the door. If we're being honest, that's the movie that if I were in the Lauren Cohen role, that's the movie I would be in where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a really good job. And then I like am carrying Brahms and turn too quickly and like chip his head in a doorway and spend the <laughs> rest of the movie like, fuck, how do I fix this? What do I do? Yeah, that's the movie. And I'm like begging Malcolm to like, mm -hmm. is there somebody in town that can like, I don't know, kill me up a new Brahms? Like, I don't know how this works. <laughs> Weekend at Brahms's. <laughs> it's definitely. It's me and Malcolm getting really drunk in town because I'm just like, well, I'm going to be fired on Monday when they come back from their holiday. <laughs> Except they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so after she throws him into this chair, she comes back and like some, something brings her back to looking at him and she sees, I think it was the next day. Well, she has, she has that nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And then she sees the water dripping on his face, but she thinks it's a tear. At first she sees like the moisture on his face running down his cheek. And then it, he, it's raining out and she looks up and sees that it's, it's, it's leaking somewhere through the ceiling, which then takes her up into the attic or an attempt to. Yeah. If yeah. you're trying to get up there, she finds like uh, it's like one of those pull down steps. Yeah, there's a pike pole in the hallway to, like, yeah. bring the steps down. Yeah, to grab is, the hook, yeah. Yeah, just another thing that ends up coming back later. Th this whole thing is just littered with foreshadowing. It's ridiculous. 
Yeah, it sets up. But she can't even get it down, so she gives up, right? That that night, and then it's magically open later on. Yeah, I never understood what the deal was with that. Like even buying into like I guess Brahms the man is controlling it somehow. Yeah, maybe he locked it or something. But like you know, it pulls up right in front of her and Malcolm later, and you know, and also Malcolm is just like, oh well, there you go. That's the answer to that. And I'm like, is it <laughs> all set? Like, see, that's just Malcolm being an ass. Again. Well, Malcolm, Malcolm wants to wants to bone down. He's like, he's like, I want to go on this date. I want to take you to the town and show you around. Like, look, at, I'm dating this American bird. <laughs> <laughs> there was another great shot that I liked a lot right about at that point, though, where she's trying to get into the attic and then doesn't. And then she just goes to bed. But she's in her room and the door is cracked open or whatever. And you see in her mirror that Brahms is looking at her like the Brahms the doll. Yeah. Like she can see the doll kind of looking into her via her mirror. Having seen it a few times, you're like, oh, but the real Brahms is probably behind the mirror looking at her, even though the doll is also seeing her. And it was kind of a weird little setup uh, shot that's a fun to go back and revisit. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. like, uh, later on there is a straight up thing where, you know, the doll is just sitting on the edge of the bed, like facing straight ahead, and then she looks at it again a minute later and its head is turned to look like towards the direction of the door. And I was just like, I love that the idea that <laughs> Brahms the dude was like, oh, I'm going to sneak out of the wall and just cock the head a little bit to the side. That'll be really <laughs> freaky. <laughs> like, he's just fucking pranking her at this point. Here, here's the thing, though, is what, the situation that has been set up is that the parents have for years been using this doll as a way to, like, you know, as something that they can physically interact with to show love to their son, who they are unable to actually, like, directly interact with. But, so, but they could theoretically yeah but i mean like that's that's sort of like how how we're explained the situation oh, yeah, is sure. that he lives in the walls they do everything they can to not have contact with him so nobody knows for but they definitely bought him clothes sure or gave him ones from their dad or whatever you know you know like whatever but their dad both the, the brahms no, no, dad the dad <laughs> the the Dad, oh God! Daddy, mommy, big dad in mommy the sky. And daddy, Mister Hillshire. You know Mister Hillshire. Yeah, I think that that might be his way of interacting with them is also through the doll, and so then his way of interacting with Greta is through the doll. That's the language that he's learned. Sure, but now that you've mentioned this, yes, that's weird as fuck. Yes, <laughs> that's way weirder than your kid dying and you pretending a doll is now your kid. That's actually less weird than so that kid's been living in the walls of the house since he was like ten. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but they're just like, oh, I really wish I could interact with him. But you could. Yeah. Like, at the very least, just send in a fucking exterminator to drive him out. Ooh, maybe they did and he killed it. That's what I want. Brahms the prequel where they're like, oh, we we just want to hug you, Brahms. We don't care that you're slightly burned. No, You're I'm just not... Cajun style, Brahms. I'm not saying that it was his uh, direction. I'm saying that like they were like, okay, look, here's the thing: is you did a bad thing, and now you have to live in the walls. And we, and we <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's not crazy at all. <laughs> and we can't interact with you for your own good because they'll take you away from us. You're right. I forgot. Whenever I was, whenever I was, crazy. whenever God. I was really difficult, my mom would make me live in the walls. Dude. I'm surprised that we met each other. Because you... I should still be in the walls? Yeah. <laughs> you... That's it. Get in the walls. <laughs> I wish I could live in the walls. This, this, Actually, this house is like my dream house. But no, you see my point, though, is like... No. 
it's <laughs> I'm saying that that was something that they decided that was how they were going to handle this was like okay you live in the walls now because for your own protection we can't ever be seen with you again um okay and but then they what this whole like oh my god <laughs> no, no 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 i understand what you're trying to say but yeah. also within the logic of the like the world of the movie that doesn't really make sense they live on private land it's not like they have neighbors who might see them with brahms i mean like he could just be a kid that never leaves the house that's also a thing that happens in movies a lot sure where they're like well we don't let him near the windows like the yeah. windows are all boarded up we never let him go outside like whatever but he can like i don't know sleep in a fucking bed not on some goddamn oh. freddy krueger cot yeah <laughs> this is just how they've handled it though is they've gone for like the nuclear option which is like no we can't ever be seen with you again these parents are awesome the Heelshires are good. That's my prequel. Brahms Origins. Brahms Origins, colon, The Heelshires, yeah. colon, sponsored by Hillshire Farms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so I want to return to the attic. Okay. Because yeah. she, she was attempting to get in, couldn't get in, falls asleep. I feel from her nightmare, she wakes up and is kind of like, maybe I should take this seriously. I don't know. Malcolm comes over and I would say that he invites her on a date to the pub. Like she's in denial about it being a date, but then is like, I'm going to get showered and put on this fancy dress. Yeah. It's a non-date date. date, Like, like in high school where you're like, no, I just thought we'd go in town together. No big deal during that thing where he invites her out there is a bit of an info dump about like oh the real Brahms died 20 years ago in a fire yes. yeah they, yeah they they do space out the info dumps pretty well it's oh, not absolutely. it's not one big like like it could just been one long info dump scene Agreed. but but you know it's like it's spaced out to like three different little bits here and there which also helps because they work as reveals like when you know he's like oh there was a fire here and that's when Brahms died you're like oh okay cool it's maybe a ghost movie and then later it's like well a little girl died here too i didn't forgot to mention that part and it's like <laughs> oh shit like and it kind of works like that yeah it's teased out a little bit and so it can really change how you're perceiving or speculating about what's happening yeah and then yeah. it also you know it changes how you as the audience are interacting with the movie yeah because you know you're spacing out these moments where you're absorbing information from it from when you know you're just enjoying it or watching what's happening it's great um i just want you guys to know i don't always do this but i chose a thematically appropriate t-shirt to record today because we're talking about the boy so i'm wearing my shirt of becky lynch the man ah uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, I don't always, but every once in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should do that. I considered wearing my Chucky shirt, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right, so let's talk about this shower scene. Ooh, shower scene. Not that sexy. <laughs> no, and in fact, yeah. if we're being honest, I'm pretty sure she is, like, visibly wearing panties in the shower through the, like, uh, pebbled glass. Maybe. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I was like, that looks like straight up underwear. Like, not even like one of those flesh color thong deals. We actually yeah, just yeah. watched Blood Rage the other night. But yeah, the, the guy in it was showering at one point, clearly wearing underpants. But then there were women in showering in it later on, totally not wearing underpants. Right. <laughs> Very visibly. It was it was, it was was an interesting uh, difference there. But yeah. Do better, Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Hollywood is famously hog shy, though. Yeah. They don't want to. Well, we just watched The Burning the other night. It's based on Cropsey, and it's like a, you know, summer camp slasher type thing from like 81 or 82. Yeah. But, um... It's got some moments. Yeah, well, specifically talking about male nudity on screen, a bunch of the summer camp kids moon other kids. They're essentially just mooning the camera, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is straight up assholes and balls, like, all across the screen. <laughs> like, I was not prepared. And now, 
because that was 81 and this is 2020 you know I'm like that's Jason Alexander's ass and that's right. uh, Fisher Stevens ass and I'm like wow okay was not prepared to see Fisher Stevens balls today <laughs> I didn't remember thinking one way or the other whether or not uh, Greta was wearing underpants in the shower uh, but it, the scene was definitely not shot sexy like it was supposed to be creepy like so i didn't wasn't looking for that in it i think but it's not a sexy shower scene at all no so hunter you want to lay out what specifically happens and what your take from that was okay so at this point in watching the movie you are probably under the assumption that like maybe the doll is possessed and therefore ambulatory because while she's in the shower getting ready for her date with Malcolm her dress which is uh, tossed over the back of a chair but that gets pulled down and um, she leaves her necklace on the edge of the sink and that gets pulled off we see this happen from the point of view of ostensibly the doll right so it's a low angle so it slides down over the back of the chair or off the you know whatever the bar when you watch the movie and you find out at the end that it's like a six foot three you know wall boy it's fucking so much scarier it's so much scarier that he is like in theory crawling on the ground like a fucking little nimbly fucking spider dude mm-hmm. to like pull this shit down and i was like okay i was i was pointing this out to allison i was like i didn't notice it until this viewing we're yeah. in my room now where we're recording mm-hmm. and i pointed to my door and i was like if i open my door if my door creepily opened right now and a six foot three man was standing there i would be like yo i don't know who the fuck you are but you better get the fuck out of my house and then you know maybe we would <laughs> fight but if I if the door creepily opened and a six foot three man was down on all fours like a fucking dance major, like crawling in like all elbows and knees, I would scream like I've never screamed and hit him with everything I could get my hands on. Everything, everything. The, the computer, I'd fucking just like break everything I own trying to kill this unholy monstrosity. It's so much scarier, right? Yeah. Oh no, even even with all the rewatches and stuff, I never really like pictured it this is the first time i ever caught it but i i noticed it and i was like oh wait this is supposed to be a giant dude (laughs) it's like that's way scarier yeah also she didn't see him through the because he was crawling on the ground okay yeah again like a dance major they're notoriously creepy yeah (laughs) (laughs) all the ones i've ever met are fucking sweethearts but there was that moment in the like early to mid 2000s when we were casting a lot of dance majors in horror movies because they can do all the like flexi bendy shit uh the uh silent hill and all the nurses and stuff is like fucking wild and Um, great silent hill has the nurses uh there's a movie called i think it's the last exorcism um which has like a cool like uh the girl's possessed and she's like doubled over backwards thing um, um, Suspiria, the remake, has yep, dance, a lot of dance and then, stuff. I mean, you know, and yeah. um, the remake of Fright Night after uh, the vampire, you know, oh! gets run over, he's in the road like all crushed yeah. up, and he like unfolds because it's like you know a dance major. <laughs> it's a double jointed <laughs> dance major. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing too is there's also a lot of casting of people that maybe don't do dance but have like conditions where oh yeah, uh, you know, they have like less cartilage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. well, there's the dude know. in um. He's in a bunch of stuff, but uh, in um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, his name yeah. is like Twisty Tony something, mm-hmm. because that's what he does. Like, he, you know, yeah. he, he's double-jointed and extremely flexible and does yeah. these weird, like, body contortions and stuff. I know stuff. there's a couple of actors, like the guy in Gerald's Game. Oh, yeah. He's got acromegaly, and so that allows you to do some contortion also has, gives you, like, a weird skeleton, skeleton, skeleton. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that word again. Skeleton. I can't. Skeleton. Yeah. 
You know, if you can't say it right, just say it really, really wrong. It's skeleton conditioner yeah. that you use after your skeleton shampoo. <laughs> skeleton shampoo is better. Skeleton conditioner skeleton is better. Skeleton shampoo leaves your skeleton nice and clean. Silky and smooth. Oh, my God. <laughs> The shower scene, though, is where the dress goes missing then. And when she comes out of the shower, she has just a towel and goes into her bedroom and all of her clothes are gone. Yep. Everything's just pulled out and left open and she's kind of just spinning around going, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. She also notices the hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She notices that like a chunk of her hair has been cut off. Yeah. yeah, like snipped off, yeah. That's done very subtly, where, like, you might right. miss it your first viewing or two, and then you kind of realize that's actually a big thing, because they make very light of it. Yeah, like, they make a way bigger deal of all of her clothes are gone. Also, the peanut butter and jelly are gone. Wait, I really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, where were they that they were then gone? Bromsey. Well, she had them packed up. Oh, she had put them. Oh. Yes. And then later nice. on... Catch. That was as good. an apology. Brahms makes her a peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, that I know because he's like, you know, it's your favorite, Greta. Yeah, <laughs> it's your favorite, Greta. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be good. I'm a giant six foot three, thirty year old man. Oh my god! <laughs> Speak like that for the rest of the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, excellent humans. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Eight Watch, Great Watch. You have to drop that in now, in the beginning. No, 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 because people will never listen again. Oh, my God. So, after she discovers everything's gone, she then finds that the attic steps have tumbled down which i find very odd like she's like oh i'll go up there yeah i mean i i guess so like she arms herself with the the pike hook so at least you're not going up barehanded but yeah i mean like just for 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 listeners you're saying pie cook she she takes a a man who cooks pies pike 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 hook Pike hook. Pike okay, hook. got it. Right. It's the thing you use to pull the little hook down for the attic stairs thing. We yeah. mentioned it earlier. This is it coming back into yeah. play for the first time, although it does come back more. I had to look it up because I was like, oh yeah, it's a boat hook. And apparently... It's it, only a boat it, hook if you use it on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. it's a pike hook because you're hooking pikes? I don't understand. No, a pike is no, a... No, I know. A pike is a long stick. Weapon on a yeah. long stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... It's a medieval yeah. thing. So they're commonly used on boats, but they can be for other things, turns out. Yeah, anything. It's basically, <laughs> yeah, ye old reaching stick. Yeah. But it also looks pretty dangerous. Kind of a hooky, uh, sharpy, jabby sort yeah, of. Yeah, it's got a couple yeah. inches of metal on the end, yeah, and a little a, hook piece. It's a yeah. pointy metal and on a big stick, so yeah, yeah you could do some damage with it. It's but a combination like, broomstick javelin. My whole thing is like, yeah, so you're naked and the attic's open and that's creepy and weird and stuff like that, but also, what are your other options here, you know? Oh, just go to anywhere else in the house and go to sleep for the night. The end. Okay. I'm sure you could raid the mom's closet or whatever, and you have to wear like a little weird old lady outfit on your date with Malcolm. Or she could squeeze into some of Brahms's clothes. You know, I mean, yeah. whatever. <laughs> That's true. She would show up looking like uh, like a sexy Pee Wee Herman Halloween costume. Actually, now that you point out, though, like, yeah, finding the mom's closet would have been a good strategy. I think the reason they didn't do that is because then you find out that they either left too much or took too much. 
Because, um, like, they're they're on a holiday that they're not coming back from. Yeah, we didn't mention that. We'll get to that. I don't know that you would notice that. Okay. If, if I was, like, okay. Oh, naked and a little freaked out, you maybe wouldn't be as observant. I get I out it. of my shower, all my clothes are gone, and I'm just going to grab anything to wear. I'm not going to notice, like, hey, there's a few too many blouses in here. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, uh, I think... You know, in the 2000s is when the attic is the new basement. Because this and Hereditary, and I feel like there was something else that I was kind of remembering. Yeah, so, like, that's just something that, like, I'm sort of, like, note to self. Keep an eye out for that, because I think that might be... For creepy attic movies. Okay, listeners, yeah. uh, if you want to email us with a, uh, any of your... The attic is the creepy room um, suggestions, uh, stay tuned to the end of the yeah. podcast. We'll give you the address. I mean, Hyder in the House isn't in the 2000s, but that has... Yeah, it's 84. He, he, he built a false wall... In, in oh, the attic, fuck. yeah. Yeah, spoilers for Hyder in the House. Yeah, you just ruined Hyder. No, no, I'm <laughs> well, sorry. That's not a reveal, it's called though. Hyder in the House. It's not a reveal, though, yeah. No, it's not. You, you see him in the first, like, half hour of the movie. Also, it's the... called Hyder in the House. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all <laughs> like, that would be like if instead of being called The Boy, this movie was called The Doll is a Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I guess they ruined it. You're the man now, doll. <laughs> You're the man now, doll. Okay, we have to make fucking bumper stickers that say you're the man now, doll. Okay. <laughs> 100%. That's amazing. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm very off track. Where are we? <laughs> uh, she's so, going up to the attic. Thank you. Well, yeah. Yes. And then when she does get up to the attic, the stairs suddenly are shut. Yeah. yeah. Now she seems to be locked in there. But meanwhile, she hears a car pull up and it's Malcolm ready to pick her up for the date. And I really do think, like, obviously this was Brahms' whole idea. Like, he wanted to get her stuck up there. Oh, absolutely. Because he, he did not want that date to yeah. happen. No, okay, so we um, haven't actually talked about the, the rules. What's the British term for cock block? What's the British term for cock block? <laughs> yeah, because that's what's happening. Yeah, I don't know. A wang doodle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Tallywhacker block? Was yeah. not prepared for this bit. Uh, but oh. so I was gonna say we didn't actually do the the rules. Well, so the but rules, one of the rules, the rules is we get like the screenshot of it like mm-hmm. right after this. No, I know, but I'm saying like one of the rules we'll find is no visitors. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. though Malcolm does come once a week to deliver well, groceries and stuff, rule eight but is like only Malcolm brings deliveries. Yeah. But then you can maybe invert that where Malcolm only brings deliveries. Yeah. And also, why is she going to leave yeah, him well, unattended? Yeah. Number two is never leave never Brahms, leave Brahms alone. alone. Yeah, and also Brahms can't leave the house. Yeah. Is number six. Nine. Nine, yeah. Nine, Brahms is never to leave. Yeah. Right, so. Yeah, like, again, if I had you and Hunter watching my son, <laughs> I would be very upset if you left and went to the bar. But, Rosalie, um, have you let's... ever seen Adventures in Babysitting? Maybe it's like that. No. Maybe Allison and I are like, oh, we got invited to this thing. We will take doll Brahms, and we'll have a wild adventure where I am dressed like Thor. We'll take Waldo <laughs> Dean. We're Wolf gonna boy. Ha- we're going to have to uh, have some photos for the social media. Yeah, you guys will have to send us a couple of photos couple of your family son. Photos. Uh, it's it's better if you can awkwardly hold his hand. Yes. Can you recreate the photo from the movie? That would yes. be great. I honestly don't know why you guys don't already have a portrait like this, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you how to live your lives. Indeed. I just didn't want to sit for a portrait, really. That was pretty time consuming. When she does get locked in the attic, I have no sympathy for her. Because she was neglecting her duties. Yeah. And this is what happens. <laughs> you live in the but, attic now. And then that's where she kind of starts digging around, though. And we learn more little 
tidbits. Well, she learns her lesson, the lesson of Brahm. But she also discovers, to Allison's point, that that portrait was actually a photo first. She finds like an old photo album yeah, up there. Yeah, it's like a scrapbook or something. It's in the same thing with the the photo of Brahms and the little girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did we know that she's dead by now? Um, no, I don't think we find that out quite yet. Okay. But she spends the night in the attic. Yep. She sleeps there. Yeah, because yeah, she she's trying the... to yell at Malcolm and he doesn't hear her. And there is a bit of exposition earlier um, from Mr. Heelshire that's like, oh, we've had some problems with contractors or, you know, whatever, however the British refer to them in the past where he's like, this one fucked up this thing. And he's like, you know, somebody painted all the windows shut so she can't open the window. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, yeah. That is another thing that I had is like, um, you know, things where they're just dropping little details. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she can't open the window to yell to Malcolm, and she's yeah. trying to break it with and the with the the pike hook, but right. like she just doesn't get it done, and yeah. the pike hook ends up breaking. Yes. Um, also, not that it would have mattered for this scene, but they show you that her cell phone doesn't work out here. Yeah, yeah. In just at a some very point. understated way of just like you know she's got her cell phone out. It says no service. She puts it away because it's useless. Yeah, that's why she's always talking to her uh, American friend on the house phone. Yeah, the landline. Yep. Also, do you think uh, they did the thing that H.H. Uh, H. Holmes did where he hired and fired a bunch of contractors so that people didn't know that they were building house, like walls behind the house? Well, so my question about that, because I was thinking about something like that. Yeah. Was because there was a fire. Yeah. So the house had to be rebuilt, yes? I don't know. That's the thing is I don't know enough details and I didn't, uh, or if they're in there, I didn't catch them about how much, like where the fire was, how much damage might have been to the property. Well, I believe it was in Brahms's old room, which right. I guess I would assume now is what his apartment is. Well, that's the thing is there is, is a I shot. I walled it off. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. there is a shot where like there's the exterior of the house with like smoke damage and the windows yeah. are burned right. up. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if, yeah, if they had it altered at all after that or whatever to, to give him access to these like crawl spaces yeah, or if he like just was like the house probably like they put in like false walls and stuff because i don't think that that's the kind of thing that you would just have in your house <laughs> i don't know i'm not british yeah it's a giant i mean that's the kind of thing i want to have in my house yeah, yeah definitely uh on one of our previous recent episodes it was the uh the legacy episode with crystal we talk about like what houses from movies or whatever you might want to live in and um i don't know what i said i can't remember what i said on that episode but like i would like to change it to this one um mm -hmm. this house is great it has a lot of really cool shit in it. Uh, I would take it, like, furnished as is, and then I would just kick out the weird uh, hillbilly living in the walls. Yeah, it is a fucking gorgeous house. I it is. So much of it is wood paneled. It's got a lot of weird, like I said, taxidermy and knickknacks here yeah. and there. It's, it's good. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd keep the portrait, <laughs> a creepy portrait of a family that's not mine. Oh, yeah, that's entirely your steez. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, that's me. The little boy's me. <laughs> like, it doesn't look anything like you. I'm like, yeah, it is, though. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of... The attic, when she wakes up, the steps are now there again. And when she comes down, she finds all of her stuff is magically... Well, most of her stuff yeah, is not, back. Yeah, not her fancy dress. Yeah. Yeah, fancy dress is gone. <laughs> or yeah. her hair. Well, that wasn't going to come back. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, Brahms is nuts. Yeah. It would be great if she woke up and there was hair, like, taped to her hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> be so fun. Greta, I fixed it. Greta, I taped your hair back to your head. Good as new, Greta. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like when she gets back to her room, I don't remember, like, what happens at that point. Like, she, because the door ends up being shut, and you kind of see that there's somebody outside of the door. 
There's like a shadow out there. Yeah, yeah. you see so like I... movement in the hall, and then well, you hear him say like. I thought. That, well, okay. My my notes were saying that Malcolm checks out the house, but I think yeah. that happened right before this. Malcolm yeah. shows up again after having left the night before, and he's just like, "Hey, you know, you bailed on our date," and she's like, "Yeah, well, a bunch of crazy shit happened. I got locked in the attic, and this is I mentioned this earlier. They're standing around the like descended yes. attic stairs, and he's like, "So like, you just got stuck up there? That's weird. Why would that happen?" And then the stairs just like yank up into the ceiling, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Okay, cool uh, and then walks away like one of the roller window blinds yeah. and stuff where you snap and it <laughs> yeah or somebody's yeah. dicky in an old cartoon yeah <laughs> what dicky it's a, it's a dicky yeah. thing it yeah. happens all the time i know i, I know make this up I know. don't yell at me yell at popeye oh my gosh um but yeah so uh and he's just like oh okay well that explains that which is like totally crazy yeah like, if you were like, oh, I got trapped in the back room because the door shut and I couldn't open it, and while we were standing there, it just slammed shut on its own, I'd be like, okay, well, we gotta figure out what the fuck this is. I wouldn't be like, well, case closed. Yeah. Fucking Malcolm. Well, and then he sasses her because he's like, oh, yeah. so you mean somebody broke in and didn't take anything and then left? That's yeah. why <laughs> I hate him. Yeah. I, I just really don't, because he, like, almost blames her, too, for getting stuck yeah. in the attic. He is victim blaming. It is. I, I think he doesn't believe her. I think he thinks she just stood him up and is making up an elaborate tale to not going a, a go on a date with him. Um, and he's like, oh, really? Like, this crazy thing happened? And then, like, when he sees something really weird happen, he's just like, oh, okay. And then never, like, isn't isn't at all interested in figuring out what's going on. Yeah. Well, because his, his dick is so dry, Hunter. Ugh. <laughs> well. His weenie. His weenie. Tallywhacker. Weenie too clean. Fetish. Sorry. I'm sorry, did you say weenie too cleany? I'm going to need you to lean into the microphone and say that nice and clear. No. <laughs> she, like, she like moved it. away from the mic like fucking chocolate rain and, like, whispered it. I regret it. I regret it. Yeah, I know. I'm over here being I regret it. <laughs> I regret it. It's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Malcolm leaves, but the sandwich is my favorite part. He leaves the PBJ, but there's no wine, which you know is how she likes to pair it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's two forms of grapes. Yeah. Malcolm does, when she's like, so what was Brahms like when he was alive? Malcolm does say odd. Yeah. That is his only description. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I feel like, would he have known Brahms? Because they almost seem like they'd be the same age. Yeah, um, so he says that he runs the grocery in town. It's one of those things yeah. where, like, if his family was, like, friends of the Heelshires, then maybe he would have, like, sort of grown up with Brahms, but they would have been sure. in different social statuses, so they wouldn't have played together because British. Uh, maybe, though, because they, I mean, they do, say, they do say that dead girl would, like, come to specifically play with Brahms, so, like, we don't know anything about that girl. Like, she might have just been, like, a poor girl from town who Brahms took a fancy to, and, you know. Oh, so you're saying he's got a history of weird attachments to women. Oh, yeah, he's like, um, Lenny from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but just follow the rules, Greta. Yeah, I don't know. They're right there. They're typed out. I don't understand why she's not following them. Well, this is point. when the movie gets really, like, it leans heavily into it's definitely a haunted doll situation. Yeah. Because she, like, you know, comes in and Brahms is sitting on the edge of the bed and he's dressed. Like, he's up, he's ready to go, and she didn't do it. So she's like, oh, fuck. And that's when we get the ghostly, like, play with me, Greta. And then he's like, why won't you follow <laughs> the rules? Like, over the phone in the house. Yeah. Um, so, the rules. I wrote them down. Number one, 
No guests. Number two, never leave Brahms alone. Number three, save meals in the freezer. Number four, never cover Brahms's face, which like she fucking did, man. Yeah, she's doing right all out of the these. gate. Right out the yeah, gate, she drops shit on his head. Number five, read a bedtime story. To be fair, not insulting Brahms is not a rule. No. So in just... theory, the parents walk around the house all day being like, fuck you, Brahms, you're ugly and stupid. Yes. Oh, I'm Brahms. I live in a wall. Lottie fucking da. <laughs> There's just total jerks to their wall son. I mean, I feel like having a wall son is already you're being a jerk to your wall son. Right, but I feel like it was up to you to stop it from happening. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, yeah. Number five, read a bedtime story. Number six, play music loud. Number I agree s- with that one. Yeah. Number seven, clean clean the traps. Number eight, only Malcolm brings deliveries. Number nine, Brahms is never to leave. And number ten, kiss goodnight. <laughs> kiss. 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 <laughs> Fucking creeper. Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> kiss. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, so those are the rules. But, yeah, so billiards. Uh, no, sorry. Snooker. Oh, Jesus. It's in my notes as billiards. I was like, or snooker, and then like I didn't add on to it. But yeah, definitely snooker. I cannot stress enough that she was like, in three separate shots, she was like, it's definitely snooker. I want to talk about these rules. Yeah, they are very simple. They are. Yeah, there's only ten. Greta is incompetent. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you wonder how she got this job. First, how she heard about it, and then how she, like, you know, didn't get turned away during the approval process. I guess she had to submit a headshot. Oh, it was probably Gregory's list, which is British Craigslist. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Wow, I cannot believe you're laughing at that joke. Why? You know it's entirely the kind of thing I would find hilarious. Are you kidding? (laughs) I just said the worst joke and then just looked at her. I love it. <laughs> it's terrible. I love it. Gregory. Tell it to me later. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh. uh, that was Fetish. Yeah. I feel, though, like after she receives the sandwich, like the tide turns, she's like, oh, this is a real live boy in a doll. Yeah. She like really gets her shit together then. Yeah. Yeah, she starts, like, really following the rules at that point. She reads to him loudly, plays the music. Yeah, it's kind of like a fun, like, painting the rec center montage of her, like, really getting her shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, and it goes pretty much straight from her figuring out that she's been a, a shithead all along to, like, going to the heel shires, right? There's not much transition. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's her being like, you know, is this what you want? And then like, yeah, we're okay, we're doing this, you know? Yeah, so now we can talk about the Heelshire's holiday. Yes! Holidays with the Heelshire's. Oh, boy. It cuts <laughs> to the Heelshire's. We haven't seen them in about 25 minutes or something, and you kind of, you know, oh, yeah, I didn't realize. Like, I, you know, again, you just think they'll maybe show up in the final act. Yeah. They're coming back. Yeah, They're yeah, coming yeah. back. They're definitely coming back. We cut to them. They are on the shore of a lake or whatever and they're just loading big stones in their pockets and then they just walk in the water and die. Like Virginia Woolf. Holy shit. It, I laughed so hard the first time we saw it I could not believe that was happening. Also, um, if you were going to pick a British way to die it's pretty, sure, yeah. you know. It's that or arsenic in the tea. Yeah. But, but before they walk into the lake they write a letter. A very professional letter that I guess they mail. From Mommy and Daddy. Mommy and Daddy. They even seal it once, they, once they're done writing it. They seal it with a kiss. Yeah, they brought their little fucking, their wax seal. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. 
It's what happens when you're rich and British. I guess. You have one of those. I wouldn't understand either of those things, but yeah. All right. I should get a wax seal. Yeah. Everything you write is sealed with a kiss. Here's a fun Here's a fun fact no one will care about but me. Um <laughs> So uh, Fugazi, you know, all their all their stuff has always been run entirely out of their house um, and including record sales. So when you would like order one of their records, um, they would package it entirely in house. And um, sometimes you would get a record that was like the, the label was handwritten, would say like S.W.A.K. or S.W.A.F., which stood for sealed with a kiss or sealed with a fart. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. Uh, yeah, so we see them write their little suicide note, which is not addressed to Greta, by the way. It's to Brahms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is And funny. we don't really see the contents of it too much, right? Yeah, we yeah, get no, like... You get little flashes. You, you can see, you like... you could see it if you paused it, but, like, it's not the very important bits. No, it says, like, uh, we're, we're so very sorry, something, something, something. There's, like, a paragraph, and then it ends with, the girl is yours. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the main part you see right there. That's yeah. the important part, for sure. And Which then, also, I mean, like, if you're thinking ghost could still be, like, well within that. For uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't give anything away. Yeah, no. Greta is, like, fully into Brahms. She's ignoring the phone when it rings. And, like, it would only really be Malcolm or, you know, she's been getting hang-up calls occasionally. Yeah. Which we don't really ever know, like, for sure if that's Brahms or Cole, her American ex-boyfriend or whatever. Like, we don't really know what the deal is with those. But yeah, I mean, I, I do think way. that Brahms... Uh, has some control over the phone because there are times where like the phone goes out yeah. and stuff and yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's doing it. Yeah, I don't know how, but it's fine. But yeah, so she just ignores the phone, doesn't answer it and she's cuz she's busy like teaching Brahms and being with Brahms. So she's fully like into it now. She at one point like tries to talk to the spirit in the house, which is fun. Yeah, they're having um you know lunch or whatever and she's doing like a you know oh if there's a spirit in here you know say something so i know i'm not crazy kind of thing yeah and that doesn't really go yeah. anywhere yeah I remember that. malcolm does show up this is a thing so malcolm can just randomly like get into the house no problem like he pops in all the time except for the night that she's locked in the attic and it's their date when he just like knocks a couple times and leaves yeah i mean i don't know i guess with that the implication is that he was trying to be respectful I guess, but he does definitely come in before and after yeah, that. Yeah, and she does, own she does kind of mention that it's a little creepy and weird, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, like, oh, he was kind of, like, victim-blaming her. Like, I also kind of got a sense he was, like, attempting a gaslight situation for yeah. a second, yeah. and this would play into that little story that doesn't go anywhere, but if they wanted to kind of throw fuel on that fire, like, that was kind of there, but. Yeah, it's just another thing where it's like, that could be this movie, easily. Could have yeah. been. Yeah. but no, no no it's so much more he comes in and he's like hey uh you know i've been trying to call you I haven't been answering the phone and she's like oh i've been too busy doing fucking crazy experiments with brahms <laughs> and so it's basically um it's poltergeist it's the well, it's the chair sliding well, across the kitchen floor trick with in poltergeist well, when he comes in it's that uh you know he's like oh come out with me again she's like no i can't i have to take care of brahms and stuff and he's like okay yeah i mean, I mean she's like, definitely she shows him she know, is definitely more committed he, to the bit now he does he does the, right. the line that i love where he's like talking and brahms is like oh you don't mind if we go out do you brahms and he's like no i think i'm gonna just you know hang around the house maybe have a bath watch the telly little brahms time 
And that's definitely <laughs> something that pops up into my head every so often is just him in that voice going, Brahms time. I, I hate I, that. Oh, I, I love it. It's my favorite. I like it. I vastly <laughs> prefer Brahms time to like island time. I just, I don't like when Malcolm is doing that voice. <laughs> oh, the voice like I've I been feel... doing on and off this whole podcast. Sure. Yeah, it's different when you do yeah, it. Yeah, it is different when I or Hunter or you <laughs> or Ben, even Ben, when he does even a Brahms. Ben. <laughs> even when he ben. does a Brahms voice. Even but ben. when Malcolm does it, it sounds like he's just making fun of Brahms. Like there. <laughs> I mean, listen, Malcolm is like... In the tradition of all uh, great British characters, just wildly emasculated for the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Like, he barely tries to at all swing his dick around, but when he does, he's just, like, Shut knocked down. unconscious yeah. constantly. You're right. Yeah, he becomes the fucking damsel that has to be rescued yeah. by uh, by Greta. Like, she could leave. Yeah. She has the opportunity to just leave, but she's like, I have to go back for bitch-ass Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of great. But yeah, so then she does the Brahms experiments and calls him back to the house. Yeah. Because he leaves because he's like, okay, she's like being weird and, you know, has cooled on me. So he's like, oh, I guess I'll leave. And then she's like, hey, I need you to come back here and check out this weird experiment in which she is like sitting Brahms on the floor in his bedroom and tracing him in chalk. And then she shuts the door. They leave the, you know, hallway. They knock on the wall. They wait a second and they go back in and Brahms has moved. Malcolm is very skeptical. Don't blame him. I would be as well. They try it once. Nothing happens. She like whispers to Brahms like, I really need you to do this. Like, I understand like this is hard for you. And like, Mal- I need to prove this to Malcolm, you know, whatever. And then they leave, do it again. And this time the doll is fucking straight up gone. Yeah. It's not even like he slid because she's like, oh, You know, I trace him in chalk because sometimes he doesn't move that much and it's hard to tell if he moved at all. This time it's like not even sitting anywhere on the floor. She can't find him. And and Malcolm's like, where the fuck did the doll go? And she's like, I don't know. Sometimes he's just gone. Um, They have like sort of like a little jump scare thing where they like turn around. He's right next to the door. Well, they're about to kiss. And then they see that the doll is watching them from like behind the door. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. And then she does like, again, my second favorite line in this is just like a very like, oh, he's never been there before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she hits a point of mania. And then if I recall correctly, like right into her saying like, oh, I'm kind of like, I'm here for a reason because, and then she gets her backstory about her her, uh, lost child. Yeah. Her and Malcolm are like walking through like the garden area or whatever. And she's like, yeah, back in Montana, the guy that I was dating was a bad guy and I got pregnant and all my friends were telling me to leave him. And then he beat me up one night and I lost the baby. And so I I came here to get away. Yeah. And so she's like, I feel like, you know, I understand understand and i am supposed to be here and like that whole thing which could have turned into a non-horror movie of some sort of weird jesus movie or something like that yeah, as well, or, at I that mean... point <laughs> like, you know it, it had a weird energy yeah. at that point where it's like ah uh, so my next two notes are really terrible puns that i am 100 percent sure that rosalie will hate so here they go. Uh, Malcolm hears this tragic backstory and is like, oh, yes, we should make out and you should take me to bed is basically what happens. Um, so my next two notes are Malk is about to do her body good. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's about to get vitamin D from a frothy glass of milk. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you have to say I can see Ben, like, just looking around. <laughs> I, I want I want out of this podcast at this point. Yeah, he's looking for the ejector button. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 
fetish. <laughs> but yeah, so that gets interrupted by uh, music playing loudly. Brahms blasts whatever. I mean, is he listening to Brahms? No, um, I don't think so. I think he's listening. <laughs> well, actually, it might be, but other other things, not the lullaby. Um, yeah, yeah. But right. uh, yeah, I'm not actually sure what uh, he's playing in that scene. I do know that Brahms' lullaby is sort of built into the scoring for the movie because it'll show up sometimes. Yeah. Very yeah. heavily. Yeah, they, the they, they play yeah. it a little bit uh, here and there, and it took me, a, I think it was the second watch where I, like, noticed it as a recurring motif yeah. and was like, oh, fuck, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in there a lot. It's definitely at the forefront at the end of the movie. Listeners, you're definitely yeah. familiar with the Brahms lullaby, even if you're not really sure of it. I will um, put it on social media, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Brahms is, like, blasting one of his favorite records. He's fucking like Wolfman jacking them in the middle of the night, just like, <laughs> all right, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna listen to some Mozart and fucking, you ain't gonna have any sex in this house at all because yeah. of rule number six or whatever. Brahms interrupts and Greta decides she's gonna, doesn't want to leave the house or doesn't decide, but like reiterates right. to him, she doesn't want to leave the house. And then Malcolm starts to tell her the backstory of the dead little girl and like how it intimated around town that Brahms might have murdered her. Yeah, yeah. what does he call it? The the bar uh, talk? A pub talk or, or... Pub talk? Pub talk, yeah. Yeah, versus polite talk or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were Greta, I would have taken Brahms to the pub. Well, you could, that, would, that would break one of the rules, Rosalie, and you would never do that. Yeah. I don't know. Rule 11, Brahms is too young to drink. <laughs> yeah, rule, rule 11. Rule 11. <laughs> rule 11, Brahms can't hang. Yeah. At this point in the story, right, like Greta has bonded with Brahms, and then to throw kind of a wrench in it, Cole shows up. Yeah, she walks into the pool room because she hears, like, you know, Snooker or whatever being played and uh, assumes it's Malcolm. And instead, <laughs> it's. The it's... Snooker closet hunter. Yeah. And instead, it's this dude doing, like, a terrible American accent. Yeah. He's like, yes, that's right. I'm from America. Also, he's, like, in full denim. Yep. Yeah. Big beard. I mean, yeah, he looks like an extra from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And yeah, Malcolm happens to show up like around then as well. And um, is during a, dinner. Yeah. And is a little concerned for Greta. Uh, and she's like, don't worry, I have a plan. So Malcolm like goes out and sleeps in his car because he doesn't want to like leave, leave. But he yeah. also wants to give her time to like do whatever. Cole is also like, wait, you're watching a doll? This is a joke, right? And she's like, yeah, okay, don't worry about it, though. Cole's also pleased because he's like, oh, good, it's not a real kid. So we can just leave. We can go back home. And yeah, like, then Cole refers to Brahms as that thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's not going to work out well. It's not going to go over big, no. You know, he's he's like, yeah, come on, kiss me, baby, or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the doll to bed, you idiot. And uh, here, I brought you some blankets and pillows. And he's like, oh, so I'm not sleeping in your bed. And she's like, no, definitely not. Fuck off. And uh, also, yeah. the way Hunter just was like, kiss me, baby, it was like an <laughs> Elvis. Like, like Cole, Cole is like a weird Elvis. Yeah, uh, sure. Like, no, think about it. Like, instead of that, like, rhinestone suit, he's wearing a denim suit. Well, Elvis has definitely worn all denim before. Yeah. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. I, I, there's definitely, like, an action figure of all denim Elvis. <laughs> I have not seen that. I will find this somewhere. Find it. So, yeah. So, like, he, he wants to sleep with her, and she's just like, 
I'm sleeping with Brahms. Yeah, she's like, no thanks, bye. She does literally crawl in bed with Brahms. Yeah, yeah, she sleeps in the in the bed with Brahms, and then we we see Cole asleep, and fucking blood starts dripping on his face. Yes, and you're like, all right, and uh, <laughs> like, let's see how how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, because again, at this point, I I'm fully into this is a haunted house movie, like it's a you know possessed doll movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes. Yeah, let's strap in for the spooky guys, right? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, cool. He wakes up, and like this is a thing that almost could be again like another big misdirect because he wakes up and the words "get out" are written in blood on the wall above him, and his like overnight bag or whatever is full of dead rats. Yes, and it's great. Yes. Um, and so for a second, that could be her plan when she's like, "Don't worry, Malcolm, I have a plan." <laughs> she could be like, "I'm gonna fuck him over with a bunch of dead rats," <laughs> which is a big swing and totally crazy. Except that the movie like ruins it pretty much immediately. Yeah, because it shows her waking up in bed, confused that Brahms isn't in bed with her anymore. Yeah. So then it really is leaning on this is a haunted doll. Yeah. Doll did it. She hears him screaming like, what the fuck is this? Or whatever. And she runs downstairs and Brahms is just like sitting on a chair in the room. He's like, did you do this? And she like looks at Brahms. He's like, no, this fucking doll did not do this. And as the audience, you're just like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say when you showed us this movie for the first time, I really thought the doll did it. At that point, I was thinking, it was a haunted doll movie yeah i know you guys were here when we were watching it for the first time you must have just been loving it oh yeah oh totally it's awesome oh, definitely that's the most like thrilling thing about this movie is showing it to other people because you know what the actual outcome is going to be and so you're like watching their face or just knowing what they're going through yeah uh, like, uh so I... it's like on uh the internet a couple of years back I know it was a thing that was viral where it's like dad shows kids the Star Wars trilogy for the first time. Oh, those videos of like reaction videos. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, kids, you know, finding out that like Darth Vader is Luke's father and them just losing their minds. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's that same that same kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we're inviting you into this, you know, group with us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're going to get to go through the same thing we all went through. Yeah. And it's it's not the kind of movie that feels like it has a twist. Even if you've never seen it, um, you know, if you've never seen some other movies, like, you can kind of tell when a movie is building to a twist. You know, sometimes they're, like, needlessly obtuse with something, and you're like, well, the only reason they would not tell us this is if it's a big surprise. And this doesn't feel like that kind of movie at all. Like, you just think, you know... Yeah, you think you're getting everything, and you really have very little concept of, like, the things that you're overlooking. Yeah, well, you actually think it's, yeah, kind of a slow-burning haunted doll movie, where you're like, oh, okay, this is, like, really taking its time, getting to the thing we all are waiting for is it is a haunted doll. So when he's like, this ain't the fucking doll, and he picks the he picks Brahms up, and then fucking, like, overhand swings it and smashes his little porcelain head on the chair, it's, like really really upsetting and shocking yep and it's has one of the best shots in the movie because brahms's eyeball like rolls off the chair and then it cuts to the floor and the eyeball like lands and rolls just perfectly where it's looking at the camera yeah yeah sorry that that was the other one where that was on my list of just like shots i absolutely love it's It's, so good yeah 
And then you're like, okay, fuck. And the whole movie pauses for like two seconds. Yeah, there's definitely a very good command of like suspense with that where everything just sort of stops. Everybody's quiet and sort of waiting because it's like all the air is sucked out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The whole room is like, what? Yeah. The entire (laughs) audience, as well as all the players on screen are just kind of being like, what's going to happen now? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where can, where can we go from here? Right. And then, like, you know, you hear, it's like the changeling. Like, you hear the house, like, making noise and creaking and cracking and, you know, all this stuff, which you hear occasionally throughout the movie. Pictures on the wall rattle and, like, and you're just like, oh, shit, he pissed off the house. Yep. And you're like, fuck, all right, this is going to be great. The whole end of this movie is going to be, like, a house murdering this big idiot, (laughs) which is like, sign me up. Like, that sounds great. Yep. You know, it stops kind of behind this, like, full-length mirror, and he, like, walks over. Yeah, Cole Cole goes over and sort of listening, and he's starting to say there's something behind Behind the mirror. Yeah. And it explodes outward. Yep. And it's great. It's in, like, kind of slow motion. He falls to the ground. He's cut up, but he's not, like, dead. And you're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then you see Malcolm and Greta reacting to the wall. And you hear a tiny voice going, Greta. Greta. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, what? And then you get the hand. Yeah. It's such a good shot because it's such a weird shot. Yeah. Because he, he come, it, it's a six foot three man yeah. in like a cardigan yeah. with a porcelain doll face yeah. mask on his face. It's lit very well. With, yeah. With the beard. Yeah, yeah. With his neck beard poking out yeah. from around the fucking mask. It's lit very well where he's coming into the light and everything. Yeah. So like you're getting like but little the f- reveals. The first shot, time. first yeah. part of the shot is just his hand like reaching out like around the frame of this mirror. And you're just totally like, it, it's totally bewildering. Yep. The first time I watched it, I just remember being like, what? What? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And like, that was it. I was, I was hooked. Like whatever happened from here on in, I was like <laughs> memorizing. And like, he comes out so awkwardly. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's yes. such a good shot. Because if you yeah. see like the hand, the ratty sweater, yeah. and then the mask pretty much, it like, it, it's like. Yeah. It's so there's, never, there's not like a whole picture. Yeah. There's not a whole picture of no, like no. what it is that is coming out. It's yeah, all yeah, these you, little pieces. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what is happening. Yeah, it's it's fragmented in a way that's very unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yep. <laughs> it leaves you in such a shock. Like after he's exposed, you're like, wait a minute. Cause I feel like my brain started backtracking then like, oh my God, he was there the whole time. Right. Yeah. And watching her and it was very unsettling. Yep. It is. It's like, it's incredibly shocking and really, really smartly. The movie gives you no time to process this. No, he's immediately not- fighting Cole. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's not it like right up to yeah. Taken on Cole immediately. Yeah, he just, like, oh. starts killing him. <laughs> because he attacked an extension of yeah. Brahms. Yeah. He, well, he and he uses the shard from the broken face. How good is that? It's great. He next stabs him with a piece of the porcelain doll face. Like, it is, like... It's awesome. Oh, man. It's just... It's, it's like, very, you know, on a very, like, visceral and very, like, subconscious it's level. Cathartic. Just so satisfying. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. It is, because oh. you know what? Everybody in the entire movie, even the crazy kid that lives in the walls, is, is in agreement. that guy. Fuck Cole. Yes, yeah. exactly. Fuck Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to no. America, you piece of shit. When he dies, you're just like, good. Yeah. 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 You kind of want them all to just be friends after that. 
Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a bonding experience. They've been through coal together. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed him, new mummy and new daddy. Yeah. Except that's not. Honestly, if that was how the movie ended, I would kind of still be satisfied. Yeah. That's not bad. So, uh, uh, after Brahms kills Cole. Yeah. Which, honestly, like, I, I, in my notes, I just want to mention, him coming out of the wall is one of my favorite shots of, like, genre movies of the decade. I don't know what my, like, top ten list is, but it's definitely in there. It's up there, yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Like, yeah. it's super well, good. Well, you haven't seen Pizza Man. <laughs> I haven't seen the finished product, no. That is true. Because there's some amazing shots in Pizza Man. I have no doubt. But I agree with you. When he is exposed, it's just mind-blowing. Again, watching it the first time, I was like, holy shit, if they don't fuck this up somehow, this is a great fucking movie. Yeah. I will reiterate what I said when we started this and we were urging people to, you know, come back when they've seen it. It is criminally underappreciated. Yeah, and like I've heard on I've heard on other like movie podcasts, people be like, Oh yeah, it's not that great or whatever, and I'm just like, nah, y'all are wrong on this. Like Yeah. It might not be like an amazing piece of whatever, but like it's super fucking fun. It might not say something. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's such a movie. Like it's such a fun movie. It's like what movies can do. Where it's just like super fun and really surprising even if you are genre savvy. Like Well, and again, I was saying that there's a lot of things that echo other movies in horror, but this is making something completely new out of it, and not in a way that, like, feels like, you know, wink-wink, nudge-nudge meta. Yeah, yeah, no. It's told completely straight. It's just with a lot of that same sensibility that you get. It's not like the M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah, no. Like, this is a really good twist, and... Again, I can't express it enough, but to be able to watch it with people that haven't seen it before, it makes it so fun. Yeah, it's a great, like, show your friends, have a party, like, movie. Yes. Yes, because watching it, like, we showed it to Ashley Jane and Jamie, and it's just so fun to hear their theories on it. Yeah. You know, to Hunter's point, like, they think, oh, it's a haunted doll. They're being gaslit. Oh, this is going. And it's like, no, that is all wrong. Yeah. It's actually this huge man child in the wall. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Connor, I did a lot of the, like, uh, when we were watching it with you guys, a lot of like the good theory, just anytime (laughs) you said something. (laughs) Yeah. Like just being like, that's a valid read. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah, And we just, on a rewatch this time, uh, we were uh, televiewing with, uh, Nick Nelson yeah. uh, of, of Movie John. He, he hadn't seen it. How was that? Well, uh, it was another person that experienced pants crapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that scene is basically like when it happens, your pants are shit. You're just like, because it's not something you were expecting. It is It is wild. a major situational shift. Yeah. And it gives you that like mind racing thing of like, wait, but if this, then then that, right, and then exactly. this thing earlier. And, right. You know, but I thought this, yeah. but that, but yeah. And yeah. It's, it's so good. And it works. Yeah. Like, because now I've watched it like five times. And I'm not saying like it's a perfect movie or whatever, but like everything works really well in it. Everything supports, you know supports the twist but also supports all these possible twists that it never actually commits to until you know until the big twist no i feel like it's very well crafted i think a lot of the like quibbles we've had have been like oh malcolm's unlikable or whatever oh yeah it's a character choice like yeah 
Like that's that's still all very valid in this world. But having you know? a, having an unlikable character doesn't doesn't affect the quality of a movie unless no. it's your main character, and even then you can right. make that work. Like right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If like, it was a bad performance, but I don't think it is. I think no. Malcolm as a character is gonna you know either, you're either gonna like him or hate him. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like, mean either read kind of works. Yeah, yeah. And like I I think that as a character he would be completely unwatchable with like a different performance but right. this is a very good performance you're still kind of like fucking pump the brakes a little bit you know <laughs> but at the same time you're like but i don't hate him like no like he's um he's a, a bit overbearing he's, he's but... appropriately empathetic when it's called for and everything yeah yeah but know? he does he is like oh your ex-boyfriend was really abusive and you lost a child take me to bed yeah and you're just like all right malcolm calm the fuck down yeah i know you're in the gazebo or whatever but like calm the fuck down yeah she told me in the gazebo in britain that's basically we're engaged now i was gonna say like i think it means something different across the pond (laughs) it's like it's like getting pinned in the 50s yeah (laughs) she told me her backstory in the gazebo the other piece that we're not talking about that is just so fascinating when he comes out of the wall is the fact that there's like this whole tunnel system yes. through the house. Yeah, Ben earlier mentioned uh, people under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you've said hider in the house. Hider in the house. is It's similar. It's not the same thing, yeah. but. I made another drink. The neighbors were being a little loud. So I was closing up a window. What are you drinking, Allison? It's a beer. Hams. 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 Speaking of hams. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, so we so, watched Body Bags last night. The, uh, it's like an anthology, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like Hooper and and, and Carpenter and I'm Mark Hamill. It. Oh, Mark Hamill's the baseball player. Yeah, and then Twiggy, the '60s model, is like his wife. Yeah, yeah. And there is a scene that I guess Rosalie's sending you the picture of. Yes. Where they're screwing, and it shows so much. <laughs> we we have been referring it, to it as um, the, <laughs> getting the ham milled. Uh, milling some ham. <laughs> uh, it's disturbing. That's more disturbing body horror than anything I've seen in the six Cronenberger Cronenberg movies we watched this uh, this month. Uh, I feel like Cronenberger is a very uh, disturbing restaurant chain. Yeah, it's just yeah, a, yeah, it, I, yeah. It's just totally middle of the road like food, but there's always like a doll arm sticking out of everything. <laughs> Yeah, you know those little puppet hands that people are putting on their fingertips and making yep. weird move weird videos with. Yeah, those are on the French fries. Yep. Every time you're just yeah. like, oh, I'm so hungry, but this is making me want to throw up. Yeah, finger fries at Cronenberger. I would still go there. Yeah, I love him. He's great. Dead onion ringers. Ooh, dead onion ringers is good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of for like a burger fast food pun. I mean, and there is just their daily special, the naked lunch. But you know, <laughs> the naked lunch, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let me sit with it for a day. I can come up with a menu. It's fine. That's true. <laughs> if anyone could. <laughs> uh, the soda machine is just shivers. I guess it's an ice machine. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. icy. There you go. See, perfect fit. So yeah, this is where we kind of start to get that tour of of the house and all those passages. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to run through the house proper and he ducks back into his rat tunnels. Yeah. Uh, and he's, <laughs> so yeah, they're like, Oh, we should whatever. And then she's like, Oh shit, the closet. And it, it is a good shot because you're like, Oh shit, is he actually in the closet? And before you can finish thinking that, like he's coming through the back of the closet yep. and Malcolm shuts the door. It's yeah. a near miss. Yeah. It's great. Cause it's, it's like jaws. Like they turn a house into the ocean <laughs> and, 
fucking, you know, Brahms is like below the surface. You don't know where he's going to pop out of, but it could be anywhere reasonably like as the audience or as the characters. Brahms is an unknown quantity. Yeah. yeah. There's just some fucking neck beard in the wall. Like you don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on. Like you're just like, well, holy shit. Is this like, is he massively strong? Is he massively insane? Like I don't, we don't know anything really about that. Turns right. out it's probably both. Well, and because the movie has <laughs> right. already made you buy into It's a Haunted doll it could literally be anything and you'd be kind of already you know one foot in the door yeah he could be shooting fire out of his fingertips and you'd be like okay i already bought half of this so like whatever so you yeah you really don't know at all yeah (laughs) it's great yeah um Um, so yes malcolm gets ko'd yeah so they go this is after they visit his his lair so yeah yeah yes they they don't you need to discuss the lair and the doll let's discuss the lair Yes. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Brahms is like crashing through walls and all this shit. And you guys were saying there is no bathroom. I also don't see a Bowflex or anything in there. So how is he this strong? <laughs> he's super strong. Oh. No, I, it, well, because he's got uh, a refrigerator and a microwave. He back does. There. He's got a sweet little apartment. I never noticed the microwave. Oh, yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's on so, top so of his fridge. So that's he heats up the frozen stuff. Yep, yep. yeah, yep. he's eating oh. all the food that we're not throwing away. There is a thing later, because, like, during the credits, they do, like, a like a slow move through the crawl space and stuff. But he's got the, the rules written. Oh. No, that's that's during, is that in one, the that's actual... during one of the chase scenes. You see a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not yeah. catch that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. it's hard because it's going fast because yeah, they're yeah. running. But yeah. Yeah, he's got rules pasted up along are, the walls. Now, so my question yeah. was, are they location relevant? I don't know. Like, is, oh, like, is, is the, the play yeah. music loud, like, located above, like, a peephole where he can watch well, the, you know, watch the doll being given a music lesson? That, that would take a Maybe. deep dive, I think, to figure this one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it's just a thing I thought of watching the credits this time. I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder if that's, like... But I mean, like, only a couple of the rules are location-specific. I feel like then you'd see the bedtime story right above the kiss goodnight. Yeah. Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> uh, maybe it's his mind palace, but also his physical palace. That as a mind palace is depressing. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are y'all familiar with mind palace? No. It is, like, a mnemonic strategy. It was popularized yeah. in the uh, British television Sherlock things, but basically... Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with it a little bit, but, yeah. It's how a lot of the, like, memory uh, competitors... Like, because they have, like, memory competitions. And so a strategy that people use for sort of, like, your own mnemonic device is creating a mind palace, which is, like, a place that you were very familiar with physically. So it might be your childhood home or whatever like, yeah the school that you went to or whatever anything where you know the yeah. layout of it like intrinsically yeah and then the idea is that if you have to rem- memorize a string of like words or numbers or something you would put them in different locations in your mind palace and then work your way through those rooms and that that would be something that you can visualize to then recall these things later i see uh yeah so yeah, they're in, in Brahms's rat hole. And we briefly, way too briefly for my taste, see the... It's a fuck doll. He yeah. has a straight-up fuck doll. That yeah. He has. Well, that's how he interacts with Greta. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, but but for that to be true... All right, I have two, I have two problems with this, and I'm going to tell you what they are. One is, that's all like right. a top-quality wig. Yeah, it is. That's not a bunch of hair clippings well, he glued to a pillow or no, something. He's got a legit wig. There's maybe a wig with some of her hair sprinkled in amongst it for a scent. Maybe. Yeah. Ooh, maybe the hair's not on the top. 
Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Gross. That's my second problem, is that dress Ew. is way too clean. Yeah. Hunter, no. I don't make the rules. <laughs> the Heelshires made the rules. Yes, the Heelshires let this happen. Fetish. <laughs> yeah, fetish. It should be disgusting. <laughs> like... Seriously. He also probably ate dinner with it and stuff. I'm pretty sure he would have spilled a lot of things on it. Yeah, I think he would have spilled a lot of things on it. This is making me want a prequel. I want to see the Hillshires move him into the walls. <laughs> like, I want to see how that all transpires. <laughs> I would 100% write this movie. Mommy, why do I have to live in the walls? Mommy, why do I have to live in the walls? <laughs> okay, we're seeing him, what, he's probably at that point like 30-something? Yeah, let's say 30. I would love to see them place like a small child in the walls. No, like imagine being like, sorry, honey, you need to live in the walls. Well, I like the the, the reasoning that we posited on this episode, which is like, oh, yes. well, you were supposed to have died. That's the only way I guess the villagers won't kill you for murdering that, that girl, uh, <laughs> Amelia Cribs or whatever, Emily yeah. Cribs. Yeah. Um, right. So like the only Allison way. Said. Right. So the only way you can be safe is that we never are seen with you. So I guess instead of just like living in your room and never going outside, you have to live in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. This is 100% my read. I would I would yeah. make this prequel. I would okay. it would turn the it would turn the Heelshires into the villains. Yeah. It's he was only this fucked up because they've psychologically damaged him well, this much where, you know, okay, you have like 12-year-old Brahms who's like, "Mommy, daddy, I've had a nightmare." And they're like, "Get back in the wall. You live in the wall." Like that's fucked up, and I love it. I mean, like <laughs> the thing is though, I feel like it's coming from, you know, a place of concern it's just that it's real fucked up that would play with this is like okay is any of this real or is he just you know abusing this child out of like his own mental or you know so you're imagining that people would go see this movie with no prior knowledge to the boy oh, as a franchise with brahms origins or whatever yeah, yeah. uh i don't know the first one didn't do great and then i don't know no, how the I, it second did fine. one did I, I mean i don't think either of them did like gangbusters but yeah. the first one apparently did well enough they did a sequel yeah well it's because it's got a very rabid fan base those that did Us, see it yes. <laughs> yeah and the second the sequel does not earn that fan base no at all um, um i like it but for you know yes. what they do with brahms in the sequel is basically what they did to jason Voorhees in the 90s when they had no idea how to continue to make friday the 13th so they're just like yeah i guess send him to hell i guess do whatever like especially jason goes to hell that movie is entirely just like, I don't know, throw shit at the wall and see what works. Like, they mm -hmm. have a guy show up. He is a monster hunter who has apparently been hunting Jason across multiple states, which makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the coroner eats Jason's heart, which makes no sense. And it's just like, it's just one crazy thing after another, and it's great. That's what it is, is like, they took Brahms, and they were like, we don't know what to do with it, so we will just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're going to do a prequel, you have to still carry that energy over into it. Oh, that energy. And that's the thing, though, is like, this movie is like, legitimately fairly tight. It is. Everything is doing something in here. There's not really anything I'd say is superfluous. Yeah, no, I think, honestly, they fucked up in the sequel by not having Brahms just be a character. Mm -hmm. Like they they do away with the concept of like man living in the wall Brahms yeah uh, and then they just go from there and it's fine I'll, I enjoy it but otherwise I think Brahms could be up there with Ma yeah. for like new slasher franchise fodder mm -hmm. like 
They need to make more Ma movies. They need to make more Brahms movies with wall boy Brahms. Oh, so you're saying maybe treat number two like Halloween 3 was treated. Yeah, let's just ignore it. Okay. <laughs> let's yeah. just ignore it, and in 10 or 20 years, people can be like, it's overlooked, and I'll be like, fair, but look at what I have wrought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> look at this franchise. Yeah, I know. Witness and eventually, my empire. Right, I and eventually it. it builds to Ma versus Brahms. Yeah. Like Freddy versus Jason. Brahms. Nope. No. That's not what we're calling it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering sorry. if he would. Uh, so you've got Ma's basement, and you've got Brahms in the walls. You know, at, at, I guess uh, their shared space would be the basement, though, because he's in the basement too. Yeah, so. they hang out in the basement, and she plays just fucking one banger after another, and they get drunk. Yeah, he's like, I don't usually drink this much, Ma. <laughs> Do you have any wine? It's what Greta likes. <laughs> Yeah, Ma comes down with a sandwich tray of all, like, little finger sandwiches of PBJ. Yeah. Wait, literal fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a Cronenberger. Yeah, that's a Cronenberger. Yeah. <laughs> Cronenberger's finger sandwiches. And Brahms is like, don't make me drink alone. <laughs> rule 12, don't make me drink alone. <laughs> that's rule 11, it's written on the wall. <laughs> had a rule 11 but i immediately forgot what it was well that was that was within our reality yeah, okay. but in the movie fucking ma has rule 11 don't make me drink alone and then mm-hmm. chalk on the wall mm-hmm. yes yeah. so uh they see the greta fetish doll and yeah. they find the letter and then, uh, yeah and, and they briefly see the letter which we do see um malcolm brings the letter in one of his visits and just like drops it in the like mail bin thing in the foyer yeah nobody bothered to look at it yeah it's, it's just sitting there yeah it's just got the little stamp on it so we know what it is and we get a better look at what the contents are i guess at this yeah. point yeah Gret- greta's like scanning it and stuff and she's like oh my god yeah she definitely sees the the girl is yours part yeah and she's like, oh, fuck, as if everything else wasn't crazy enough. Now I'm really scared, They've I They've just given me to him or something. Yeah. Uh, she's not British. They've just given me to him. Well, <laughs> I'm American. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they flee uh, down to the... She and Malcolm, like... Because Brahms is coming, he's following them. Yeah, um, he's, like, bursting through walls and shit, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's like the beginning of he's Casino like, Royale. He's like King Kong on his way through this house. But, yeah, yeah, he knows it like the back of his hand. Yeah. Uh, and so they and flee. And he's really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm still looking for that Bowflex. I don't think it's there. No, no, it's just from jacking it. <laughs> yeah. Because until he had the fuck doll made, yeah. he was yeah. doing it all manually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, they flee down to like the basement or the sub-basement or whatever, and this is when Malcolm gets knocked out. Yeah. So Greta does leave, uh, and then is like, I, I guess I can't leave Malcolm for some reason. Yep. So she goes back in, and like you mentioned early on, she pulls in a fake Mrs. Voorhees. Yep. Because I- she like... Picked up a screwdriver yep. or some yeah. sort of uh, long, skinny implement out of yeah. a drawer. Yeah, yeah, she pockets a screwdriver, and then she's just, like, she's playing it a little heavy as far as, like, the sure. fear, where she's, like, audibly, like, adrenaline-fueled here, because she's, like, a little bit shrill and just, like, you know, short and just going, you know, Brahms, it's bedtime. We're yeah. going to bed. But it kind of works. Yeah. So, you know, not not knocking it. And I'm like, I, I get what we're doing here is that she's terrified and trying to, like, marshal up enough courage to demand this. Well, he's literally you know. in her face. Yeah. Also, Brahms is into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wants to. He, Fetish. Yeah, he wants, yeah, he a, wants to be uh, bossed around by mommy. Yeah, yeah, he wants a sex mommy. That's what he wants. I mean, don't we all? No. 
No, no, no. No, no, I might, I, like, I may or may not like a domineering woman, but I do not want a sex mommy, thanks, and no thanks. Yeah. (laughs) This is why we get along so well. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, he's really into when Greta's, like, it's bedtime. Yeah, he's like, hell yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. He crawls into bed. But it's also not, like, his bed, it's the doll bed. But I guess the doll's gone now, so maybe now it's his well, bed? The, it's the doll was, I think, you know, it's the doll's room. It's Brahms' room. He's Brahms. It's technically his room. Yeah. Yeah, although, again, I think what they did was they boarded up Brahms' actual room with the fire and stuff like that. But, I think yeah. you're thinking too logically okay. to put yourself in the headspace of a man that has grown up in the walls of a house. Yeah, well, also, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking logically where I'm like, yeah, if the doll is symbolizing him and the doll's been destroyed, then I guess now he gets to be in yeah, the house. It's a surrogacy thing. Yeah. That's okay. Brahms. I'm Brahms. This is Brahms' bed. I'm Brahms. That's my bed. Okay. That's how that works. Sure. Yeah. Brahms' bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets into Brahms' bed, and she's like, okay, I'm going to tuck you in, and like maybe I can just leave or whatever. Yeah, and without it... a bedtime story, which, kind yeah, of, come she, on. Yeah, she immediately breaks one of the rules. Yeah. But that's not the rule he's mad about. No, no. The rule he's mad about is keys. Keys. No Brahms, no kiss tonight. That's your punishment. And he's not satisfied with that. And he asks for another. Doesn't he grab her arm or something? Yeah. He won't let her leave. Yeah. I think she's trying to like, you know, lean because he's laying down and she's like, all right, good night. And she tucks him in. And he's like, keys. And she's like, no, no kiss tonight. And I think he like grabs her Mm -hmm. arm. Yeah. He really wants a number 10. And then Kisses the mask, but then like stabs him. Like yes, yeah. It's the uh, kiss. It's the kiss bedtime the kiss distraction. While she fucking stabs him, she shivs him with that screwdriver. Yeah, man. Great. And, like, Go for you. It is a long screwdriver too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's pretty big. He picks her up and throws yes. her into the yeah. wall like horizontally. Yeah. Like oh, ridiculously. I, I forgot to mention before the, the whole kiss and the tuck in the bed. Like just as they're in that bed situation like <laughs> you just really see how sweaty and hairy and it's, like a sewer rat that, yeah. that he is Brahms is just fucking gross yeah yeah he's gotta the, stink so bad the lighting is like a little bedside table so it's kind of soft but also it's yeah. very clear he's yeah, sinewy like and just, sweaty and hairy and it's not yeah. it's not what like you want any physical contact with this guy is is just creepy anyway whether it be a fight or a kiss yeah. I don't know if he's actually wearing a sweat stained tank top, but it feels like he is. You know? Again, like the like the Klopek kid. Yeah. <laughs> hey Pinocchio. Yeah, man. <laughs> she stabs him. Yeah. He throws her. Yeah. He picks her up and starts choking her against the wall. Yeah. He drops her and then basically she just takes off to go get Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Kinda wraps up right there. Like that's about it. They just drive off, right? Yeah, yeah, they get out the house. I was gonna say they don't do anything like set the house on fire or do anything, right, or, or, or like lock anything up or trap anything. him yeah. or yeah, yeah, they don't chain him to anything. They no. just drive off. Yep. And we never hear from Malcolm or Greta again. So okay, then we get like a mid credits, like pre credit sequence of the doll. Well, like I said, we like pan back through the rat tunnel and there's the rules on on the like written on the wall then like we see a hand gluing the brahms doll back together and that's it and it goes to black and that's the end of the movie and that's awesome like that's a great ending yeah yeah because like yeah he just got stabbed like no big deal it's not like oh it's impossible that he survived like it's like yeah yeah he got stabbed it was enough to get away and that's all they wanted to do like yeah 
And then the sequel, they immediately because right, earlier that, when yeah. when Ben uh, when when Ben and Rosalie were doing the wrap up of the entire plot, Ben specifically <laughs> phrased it as, and we see the doll being put together by unseen like unseen hands, like a person you know we yeah. don't see who it is, and it's like yeah, because in the sequel they're like, oh, it wasn't Brahms. It's a different, which is like such yeah. a stupid fucking turn. Yeah, yeah. Because it's even wearing the same fucking sweater. Yes, a hundred percent. Assembling it is wearing the same fucking sweater. As right. Tom's was, but it's, whatever. It's nonsense. Also, that's a standard nonsense. British issue. That <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's, it's every every British person has that. Right. They send it in the mail, and before you receive it, it's the Queen's uh, property. Right. It was the Queen's sweater, but <laughs> once you received it in the mail. And it, and it arrives at your residence. Oi, Gov, did you get your queen yours. sweater? Yeah, I did. Let's go down to the pub. Your accent <laughs> is almost as good as Cole's American accent. That's right. <laughs> also, I think Ben and I should come on when the sequel is discussed. Sure. <laughs> I, I think this is a, a kind of a foregone conclusion if you've listened to the whole episode, but let, let us vote now. Um, I will start. This is a great watch. The end. I will continue. This is a great watch for all the above reasons. Yes, I like... Usually we do a sum up for these things. We and do, I mean, but like, yeah. I feel like we have been like yeah. continually talking about what yeah. we like about yeah. this movie in a way that we yeah. don't with a lot of things. Yeah, the plot's very good. The acting is very competent. The shots are like yeah. very nice sometimes. Like the house is gorgeous. Like, yes. I, there's a lot if to love we, here. If we haven't sold it enough, like everything about this is... At, baseline super competently made if yeah. not actually good good yeah but like i think it's generally good and the movie itself is such a wild ride that i can't help but recommend it yeah and again like it does have rewatch value yeah you don't think it does because it's a twist it's one of those movies where i notice more things every time i watch it yeah uh, to to you know watching it again for this to talk about it on this episode was my fifth time i believe and i enjoyed it like just as much and i caught stuff that i hadn't you know i mean some of it was dumb like i think she's wearing panties in the shower yeah but like <laughs> other stuff was like this was the first time i really thought about him sliding the dress and the necklace off the sink like that's so much yeah. creepier that's such a weird notion and, and yeah. like yeah and that like one hadn't hit me yet <laughs> it's very creepy <laughs> uh it, yes 100 percent uh great watch this is a, a time and time again over and over Yes, I too will say it's a great watch. And to your point, to both of you, mm -hmm. you see something new every time you watch it. And that's why it's so fun. And it's just so fun to watch with other people. Yes. And and that's, I, I really like that. And I know we all saw the sequel together. And like, that's one of like the greatest things, a memory for me that like I'll keep because it's just these movies are so fun, and I hope they make more. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, even with how weird the second one got, like, just, I, I still remember uh, us all going to a diner afterwards, and, like, yeah. everybody, like, just kind of talking about, like, okay, where do you go from here? Yeah. You know? right. right. Yeah, it was it was a, a ton of fun. And like, I, I mean, you know, again, this is going to come out in, uh, you know, right before the new year. Like, this is a this is a very good like vibe to go into the new year on. This is probably one of the most weird family, like communal things and stuff that yeah. we could have possibly been doing. This is good energy yeah. for 2021. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I didn't think about that until you said it. And that's so true. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree. <laughs> I also love this. Yeah. I maybe don't love it as much as Rosalie just because like it's dolls. It's entirely your wheelhouse and that's fine. But <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm saying like, I, I, you know, graciously step aside like i understand that it is 
much more your movie now than mine. I get that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, no, I fucking love this shit. This yeah. is very much my shit. And yeah. 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 Never going to say no. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. 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 Fetish. Yeah. I like you made the kiss sound like the Texas Chainsaw. Like you're like. <laughs> I just wanted to, to make sure I was audible. <laughs> so, Ben and Rosalie, um, please plug all the things you would like to plug. Well, go to moviejohn.com, which is M O V I E J A W N.com, because we all write for this website. Yep. Yep. And we have a print movie zine that is issued quarterly you can subscribe there and yeah i as for me i mean you can find me through movie john but i am on twitter at bonjour old sport i'd rather you follow movie john because that's everybody's stuff that's being promoted there and everybody writes like really great and interesting articles and I love that movie John really tries to promote like the indie stuff. So the films that may go unseen and yeah, I, I think that's what we're all passionate about anyway, is like these like tiny films that people may not be talking about. Yeah, for sure. Very good. Yeah. And I'm uh, the same. I don't know. I got nothing. I just do movie <laughs> John or then my crappy day job. So you know, it's, uh, it's fine. Uh, Ben at his I'll... crappy day job. Yeah, don't uh, find me at my crappy J yeah, Talk uh, to him about the boy. Well, yeah, yeah, please do find me at my crappy day job and talk to me about the boy. But no, otherwise, yeah, no, I just do, do movie John stuff. I'm on Twitter, uh, some and Letterbox, which we didn't mention, but yeah, yeah uh, Rosalie and I both have Letterbox that we use pretty regularly. As as does uh, Hunter. I'm not sure, Allison, do you use yours much or not? No, I made uh, one because Hunter Brow beat me into it, and then I haven't done it yeah. much like uh, Instagram. Yep. I've not yeah, actually made any Instagram posts on Instagram because I was like, I want to figure this out, and then a couple of days went by, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, what? Join Letterbox. Be one well, of us. I'm on. I have a letterboxed account. I've, one of us. I've one made no. Us. One of us. Google gobble. One yeah. of us. Yeah, I've made one no entries. Uh, Satan is our pal. <laughs> yeah. Satan is good. Satan, Satan is, is our pal. pal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. I barely do the Twitter. I will just sometimes do the Twitter, but it's yeah. very irregularly. Um. Also, yeah. Like, if we get any updates on Pizza Man, we'll put them here. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm hoping by January we'll be more open to showing it. At this point, the short film that we made, which you guys made it too. Yeah, so yeah. we were there. We Take credit. Were there together. You guys were there. I abused you. <laughs> and you helped make Pizza Man. But it is now being submitted to some short film festivals. That's good. And mm-hmm. yeah, and hopefully we'll start finding out if we get accepted. But once we do and it's premiered, then we'll be able to share it more freely. So I'm very excited. Rosalie did not mention this, but you can find her on the Cinematic Crypt and the I Saw It in a Movie podcast. Both are also available on Movie John or wherever you find podcasts the same way we are. 
Um, you can email us at write, hate, watch, great, watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at H W G W podcast and both those platforms. And I forget what I asked uh, people to email in. Oh, um, movies with spooky attics as yeah. opposed to spooky basements. Yep. Um, so yeah. And anything else you want to email us about, we have received at the time of this recording zero relevant emails yeah we have put out 40 some odd episodes and no one has emailed us with any relevant opinions about anything they have not agreed with disagreed with or suggested anything um, and we know we're full of shit so yeah, come on please talk to us um yes and that's about it uh you can get our podcast from movie john or whatever you get your podcast every other wednesday that's, that's every, every other, other wednesday. wednesday on movie john or wherever you get podcasts and thanks ben and rosalie thank you guys for doing this uh thanks for talking about the thank boy you for, for having us like yeah. four hours <laughs> thanks for inviting us into the world of brahms that's the right boy. brahms our pleasure yeah. welcome to the church Peace. of the boy <laughs> I want my I want my keys. 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 Um, do you guys have Brom stuff available or was it just a single run of stickers? Well, you know what? I feel like after this I should post the Brahms drawings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I would, I'm gonna post them. So, I think so I would buy a Brahms t shirt. Yeah, yeah, his Patreon. Yeah. Saint Brahms. Was a Threadless movie, John? Did we have something on there? People will be able to buy it on Threadless. Oh, okay, yeah. But yep. I just have to post it. Okay. Like, cool. I just have to post the image, and then you can order a slew of whatever. T-shirts, totes. Mugs. I mean, yeah, I'd probably, Pillows. I'd probably want one. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for doing this. Hi. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, I, I guess what? Rosalie just tra- traveled to the future? What was that? <laughs> It was a car oh, okay. outside. It sounded yeah. like Quantum Leap happened. Yeah. <laughs>